Hey folks, thanks for joining us one more time on the 80s Kids. We're back. This is uh, our second back. week. So so last week uh, was our first show. A little rough out of the gate, we got to say. But uh, we got through it, and uh, we're just trying to get a feel for it. I'm Here Rich Oliver and uh, my Lentz. co-host, Kyle Lentz, right there with us. Look at him all right. in all his glory. <laughs> So we are back, and just so you know, uh, as you were, if you were here last week, great. We appreciate your support. If you if you weren't, and you're just starting, what what the '80s kids is about is we're '80s kids. We grew up. We were born in the '70s, but basically, we grew up through the '80s that generation. So we are, those were like our formative years, you know, the yeah. years that really built who we are as as adults. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was 10 years. You know, we made bounce in the late 70s and early 90s because that's, you know, we went from kindergarten through, you know, we graduated in the early 90s. But So that's how we're really here to talk about what, what happened. And basically, we're breaking it down to uh, a specific year, a specific, specific month, and a specific week. So it gives us a lot of room to expand, but you know, a lot of things may have not happened in that week or a lot may have. So. Yeah. And it just really gives us a a different perspective on the eighties culture too. You get to see that from a broader window than just a simple, like we're talking about one thing. We're going to talk about everything. Right. Exactly. And a lot of people just look back and they say eighties MTV, you know, uh, this happened, this happened. Uh, Reagan, uh, Bush, <laughs> yeah, and all, all that, yeah. but you know, yeah. we're trying to break it down, and a lot of it is more pop culture stuff we talk about, but we try to break into all the genres instead of just a lot of podcasts trying to narrow it down to one thing. We just are trying to celebrate the 80s in general for yep. what happened, and if, look, if we miss something and or we screw something up because, you know, we're not perfect, and we're we're going off of what we're researching and we're going off past experiences right but, uh, you know in the first episode we didn't have anywhere for you to uh, respond to what we had to say but uh right now so we have a gmail account now it's uh the 80s kids at gmail.com and that's capital t uh lowercase h e the letter or the number eight uh lowercase d so it's a d nice uh so it's uh the ad's so after D, there's an S, then K-I-D-S, kids, the 80s kids at gmail.com. You can go to that if you want to do, uh, you know, email response to us. If not, we also have a Twitter account, and that is the 80s kids, and that is capital T, lowercase h-e, again, the number eight, uh, capital D, lowercase s, then capital K, lowercase i-d-s, and that is uh, our Twitter account, and it'll, it may show up as uh, at the ADs because uh, <laughs> everybody obviously took the ADs before, so we had to break it down to the eight, the eight numeral the capital D with the S. So it makes sense if you uh, if you say it, if you read it, maybe not, but uh, yeah. that, that's how you can reach us. And believe me, if you have any experiences in the 80s that you want to let us know about. Uh, please contact us on social media. We'll have more accounts coming up, you know, as far as like Facebook and. Uh, uh, yeah, we definitely and, love to hear from yeah. from people out there. Just uh, you know the types of things that you guys remember or experienced or just want to share from that era. Right. 
Exactly. I mean, we're just telling you about our experiences and personal yep. stories. So if you, if we mention something and you're like, you know, oh, I remember when that happened or this, because of this reason, let me just add it in there. But just go check it out. Um, yeah. We're not even looking for likes or anything. This is basically just another outlet for the show for, you know, for somebody to contact us and, you know, say, hey, we actually listened. <laughs> so that's, we're like, yes. So that would be that would be something right there. So I'll give you those at the end of the show again, but we just want to get cool. them out there. And and it's our first, you know, uh, foray here and to going into social media. So bear with me with the spelling and everything, but uh, hopefully we'll hear from somebody on that. Okay. And uh, cool. and Kyle, I think uh, right off the bat, uh, I think it was just yesterday that we lost an 80s kid. Uh, yeah. And, and Chadwick the Boseman. Black Panther. Yeah. Chadwick Boseman, 43. Yeah. And that uh, – it really struck home to me. I saw it actually on your Facebook account. I got on there late yeah. last night, saw that. I was like, oh my God. I, 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 I saw it like right after. Six uh, minutes after it was posted, I saw it. And I'm like, oh my God, that's nuts. I mean, this guy was, I mean, this guy's career was taken off like crazy. I mean, just yeah. Black Panther, all the Avenger movies. I mean, this guy was, right. everything else he was doing outside yeah. of there. I mean, and, he, and apparently he was going through that for four years. So obviously when he was filming all these movies. When he, well, yeah, because uh, they filmed, uh, what was it, Civil War and. 2016 or it came out in 2016 right. so right after it uh, finished and all the diagnosis came in and he's like boom yeah crazy yeah, it's just uh sad really sad very sad i mean yeah. for uh you know i mean not even you know just in general just for the family i mean 43 we're 46 so it hits home <laughs> yeah you know what i mean to sure. know that but uh yeah another 80s kid obviously he lived through the same time um yep. and love love the movies so it's sad but uh just wanted to bring that up because uh, just just like I say, we just heard about it yesterday. So by the time you're hearing this, you know it's going to be weeks weeks past. But uh, it was uh, kind of a shocker. So yeah, for sure. And now All you right. got. Uh, well, we'll kick it off. So this this week, uh, what what week are we going at, Kyle? September seventeenth, nineteen eighty four to September twenty third, nineteen eighty four. So that's a very nice, pretty very awesome nice. week, right? We're almost a year later from what we were from episode one. Right, exactly. We were in September, mid, early December. Yeah, about uh, it was like September twelfth, I think. Right? Last last episode of uh, eighty three. So, so yep. what is the uh, what's the big deal about this week then? This big deal because we did last week was GI Joe. This week we're, we want to talk about Transformers. So Transformers debuted on September seventeenth. So it's a pretty big deal. I mean, this was a huge cartoon. I mean, if you recall. You know how oh, big yeah. um, the toys were in that time, and and mm -hmm. um, you know everything that came from this. It was a it was a huge huge show, uh, it, just a big deal. And I remember my first experience watching that three parter, uh, which was more than meets the eye. It was like three parts where they were on Cybertron, and then they crashed on Earth, and then millions of years later they finally awaken, and you know they yeah. they're able to uh, turn into Earth vehicles and all that cool stuff. It was, uh, I just remember that and it just being completely, you know, enthralled by those characters and, and just what they represented. I, I, you know, it was just, it was just cool. I mean, uh, just that great good versus evil type story, uh, you know, except this time with giant robots. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. I mean, that growing up with probably th five years before this is when Godzilla and the Shogun Warriors. Were, yes. I, and I had those and those, those were awesome. Huge toys, huge toys. Yeah, they're like, they're, what, like 
14 inches like, or something yeah something like that. yeah oh they were like yeah they were like two they were two feet i would say okay. they were about so they as were... tall as a kid i never had oh, they them were... they... okay yeah they're from japan they shot missiles before that was not safe you know what i mean they I mean, <laughs> so i had those toys and that was fun because they were robots but when the big, transformers like the fist was yes, like long. Yes, the fist shot off. That was cool. Uh, the nipples shot rockets at you. <laughs> I mean, so those were awesome. But Transformers was something for a kid that blew your mind. because yeah, oh, for sure. Because uh, you didn't – I couldn't even have a concept that you could take a truck that you played with and all right. of a sudden it turned into something else. That was what I'm saying. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, you were, when you were a kid, you played with Hot Wheels or Tonka trucks or whatever, and you're playing with trucks. Then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go play Star Wars or something else with robots. Right. Now I've right. got trucks and robots in one. If it's anything, the figure, the figure sat in the truck, but it, the truck never became something Right, else. exactly. This no, was like – blew your mind. The figure and the truck were one and the same. It was pretty, pretty right. awesome. Right, and absolutely. So, so that was a three-part series that started it out. Sorry, yeah, the first season went for 16 episodes. That was the, uh, uh, it was it, you know, it was a pretty short season. Um, but the second season when it finally debuted a year later was 52 or wait, uh, yeah, wow. or 53 episodes. Cause Holy, they got their 65 yeah. episodes or whatever it was That's from awesome, that, man. that two year run. But wow. this also went on for four seasons, which was pretty impressive for back in those days. Oh yeah. As a kid, I would have thought it was 10 years. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, uh, well, because they, no, they just, when you were a kid, you didn't realize it, but man, they reran these things mm -hmm. all the time. I mean, this, this show started in 84, but it ran until probably the early 90s before it finally was off the air for, for a number of years. Sure. So, I mean, no, that's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. I, and I remember, God, was it, was it in the first three, is that where they had um, Jetfire? He was in the first season. He was in the first season, and no, but it, but he didn't come out as a toy at that point. It was, I remember he came out, and everybody was like, "What's that character?" Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And but I remember because I got Jetfire later yeah. on in life. I had a birthday, and I was just like, that, "That was like the ultimate for me." The the plane that turned into the huge guy. <laughs> yeah, you know? that was a pretty cool uh, figure. The cool little history about Transformers too, for for those that aren't completely aware. Uh, Transformers was actually, you know, it was created by Hasbro Toy Company. But Hasbro had no idea what to do with these characters, so they knocked on Marvel comic stores, just like they did with G.I. Joe, and said, we need you to figure something out for these things, too. And I remember um, reading about this, and one of the things I remember was that um, at the time, I think they gave it to one of their big writers, either, I, I want to say it was either Chris Claremont or Dennis O'Neill. I, I can't remember really? what I could be wrong. But Claremont's what, huge. Yeah, one of them took them, took it home, and they couldn't figure it out. They brought it back like the, the next day, like the next weekend, and all they had on their paper was like some some scribbling about a, a you know race from another planet. And one thing stuck out that when they they passed it on to the next guy, um, they took the name Optimus Prime out of there. That was the one oh, thing yeah. they they grabbed that that worked. Um, uh, so they had that uh, to go with. And then they ran with everything else, like Megatron and Sound, really? and all these characters like so that. So they yeah. didn't even really have the characters at that point. They just had the toys. They had the toys, yeah, but they didn't really know who they were yet. So they so the the toys. Let me get. So did the cartoon come out before the toys, or the toys in the cartoon? Toys How came out happen? first. Yeah. They did. 
but it was it was really close. I believe the choice started in early '84 or mid '84, and then by the you know the September they had the the cartoon hit. Right, because they were very GI Joe-ish, where they had the uh, card on the yes. back of the toys with yes, the and explained. Yeah, and it had that red strip. You could read their power yes. levels on. Yes. You put it on there and. Yeah. Yes, you had to look through it. To, mm-hmm. Oh my God! Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. I that remember packaging was so cool in the eighties because, like, the package oh, yeah. was not just like you tore it out and you threw it away. There was crap all over that that you had to read. You right. know, bios right. about characters, pictures of other toys. I want to say that they did about the same thing with the GI Joe. Instead of cutting out like the American flags, you had like mm-hmm. a Decepticon or an Autobot. Yep symbol you cut out and you could send in for extra toys and things. yeah something like that yeah they copied that right to it too yeah no oh, yeah. i mean worked, you know <laughs> and i i you know watch the just gi joe and i, I want to say gi joe and transformers were almost back to back i'm cartoons. pretty sure most most places aired yeah. them that way <laughs> and, for the uh, most part yeah, yeah they were awesome and they were daily they were daily yeah. they i mean they you you got to watch them dailies and oh my god like you yeah, said, I they remember, probably re-ran and you didn't even know it. You just oh, watched yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, you're like, hey, this looks brand new again. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, exactly. But they had that you know, card they, they had the comic book with Marvel in conjunction mm-hmm. too, because Marvel still put out their stuff with um it was a Bob Budiarski, I believe, was a writer for that. And they that went for quite a long time. I think it went I'm for sure. about I, eighty I issues I, or so. I think I had some of those, but I know for sure what I had because I was a big G.I. Joe fan was they had a mini series, GI Joe versus yep. the Transformers, awesome. and I was like, I was like, how is this even gonna work? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. yep. you think they're just gonna squash him, but you right. know, it was like Snake Eyes got with Bumblebee. Yep. You know what I mean? It was one of yep. them deals, but oh, it was, it was awesome. just, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I remember uh, really wishing they did that with the cartoons and hoping that there would one day be that like animated crossover they did. They never sort of they crossover. they had it in almost in one episode in one of the later seasons um the it was like rodimus prime springer and a bunch of characters got turned into humans and the end of the episode they get turned back and one of the people that was involved with the whole uh thing was cobra commander you don't see his face but you hear his voice and it's like i know that's who it is so it was kind of cool it was like the closest they got in the cartoon yeah No, then obviously anybody that grew up in the '80s knows the Transformers. So that's a huge. So this I mean, this debuted when? Then September what date? September seventeenth. September seventh. So done to yep. Monday. Yep. And it was a morning Monday. or afternoon deal. I think it was afternoon. I would so you know it was syndicated. So I guess it depended on the channel. But I think most of them were in the afternoon. Where you were in the country? Yeah, yeah. I just remember it was an after school thing. I oh just yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. What and, else? Uh, I mean, to think it's still a huge property today. I mean, it's they're still making Transformers toys. Sure, sure. You know, here we are, what, 30-some-odd years later, they're still... Right, because back then, if they tried to make a movie of the Transformers, they would have screwed it up so bad until uh, CGI came out. Right. Well, we had the the animated movie. The animated. Which we'll talk about when we get to that. Yeah, when we get to that. We'll hold off on that, but bam, that that pulls at your heartstrings. Oh, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> every 80s kids every, every 80s, 80s kid will know every, absolutely alright cool so you got anything else on the Transformers or where are we at with that um, you know I, I mean other than uh, you know uh, the fact that um, most people um, I actually met a guy um, 
his name's Mark Belomo. I'll give him a little plug. He's got a huge toy collector. If you ever watched the Toys That Made Us or any of those okay, uh, shows yeah. on Netflix, he's usually on yeah. there because he is like the foremost toy collector in the country. And uh, I, I had a conversation with him at one point. He, uh, you know, he really credited uh, Jim Shooter, uh, which was editor at Marvel Comics at the time, as the man who really ushered Transformers to, you know, to what it is to this day. He was the guy right. that really helped push it forward. You so, know, I just find it funny that in the 80s, comics did more for toys than you think. Absolutely. Whereas, you know what I mean? You don't, because the comics were more of a medium yep. at that point, but now they're not. But I mean, right. back then, comics sold toys. Where Absolutely. nowadays, you would assume toys sell comics. Right. If anything, you know, if, that's... Uh, if you're lucky. <laughs> if you're lucky. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I think about a lot of the comics, um, a lot of toys I collected in the 80s had a comic book with it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, that was a pretty cool uh, you know, tie-in. You get that, you read it, right. you know, it'd just be like, awesome. You know, this. Right, right. Because they're like, here's the toy. Let me give you a little backstory or right. make you, let me, let me get in your mind and make you believe why you're playing with this toy. You know exactly. what I mean? So oh, that, that's basically, for sure. You know, uh, awesome. Yeah. You know, I, uh, and that's a great way to start it because if you grew up in the eighties and you didn't watch the Transformers, uh, I don't know. I don't even know who, yeah. how you could miss it. Really. Exactly. And I, I was a kid that didn't have cable, but I made sure I watched it. I had VHSs, copies of these like things like crazy. Right. So exactly. yeah, I, I was watching it back then too. So awesome. yeah, if you you were sitting at the, the table way in the back of the lunchroom and everybody was making money if you were watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. All right. All right. And then what's on uh what's on the agenda after that, after Let's... the Transformers? All right, we got some uh some shows that premiered that week. So we're going to talk a little more about TV shows. So outside of Transformers, some of the other shows that made debuts. The These week are cartoons or actual? We look at a little of both. We'll, we'll speckle okay. a little bit. Mostly live action stuff, really. That week, um, September seventeenth, we saw the premiere of the new Let's Make a Deal show. So if you're familiar with that game show, it was big in the seventies. People would come yeah. out wearing like a costumes and stuff. And you'd pick what was behind door number one or door number two or door number three. Um, and sometimes you'd walk out of there with like a piece of crap prize or you'd get like right. this huge car or some junk or trip. But yeah, people was, that yeah. were willing to degrade themselves for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for the most part. I believe Wink Martindale was the host of this because he was the original host. And I think he came back and did it for this uh, the syndicated version too, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I mean, the same thing, Wink. If you did, Wink hosted several shows, so if you didn't yeah. know Wink Martindale in the 80s, yep. the same thing, you were, uh, same thing like Transformers. I don't know where you were. Right. You, you didn't know who Wink Martindale was. <laughs> exactly. You were, you, were, you were in some other place, that's for sure. You weren't, you were not in that, it, you know, in the, the throes of pop culture. No. <laughs> All right, um, going down the list, September 18th, uh, this would have been Tuesday night, the debut of the television series Hunter. If you remember this? Ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. yes. You know Who's Fred Dreyer. Fred Dreyer, yes. receding hairline man. Yeah, he was a. I think he was a former football player at one point. That's yes. Who turned? He to was acting. stout. Yeah, he was stout. Yeah. Hunter. How long did that go? Seven seasons. That show was wow. on for really seven seasons, huh? And I remember seven, watching it too and being like, oh, I remember it's as a so kid. cool. 
Right. I remember as a kid. What was the premise? So he was a cop, you know, like a hard-boiled cop. And he had his yeah. partner, Dee Dee McCall was her name. Yes. Right. He yeah. had the woman partner. Yes. Yeah, the woman partner. So she sort of softened him a bit or whatever. But she was kind of badass, too, because she wasn't just like a, you know, a damsel in distress. She was a, right. you know, she was tough, too. So she should pull a gun out of your face. Right. Type of girl. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, every, it, was, it was pretty much, a, you know, a, a procedural crime drama. You know, every week was a new crime, and they'd solve it. That was, right. that was pretty much the end. <laughs> yeah yeah hunter i remember that for sure yeah i remember i probably watched that for the first couple seasons i think that was um what was his name stephen j cannell was the creator of that one if you're familiar with him he created the a-team and you know, oh really several yeah. other action shows yeah. of the that figures that fits kind of right in it's yeah. a little more serious than the a-team but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah nice all right, so let's move on to uh, Wednesday night, September 19th. We had the debut of Highway to Heaven, starring oh. uh, Michael Landon. Yes, and, uh, yes. Victor French was the other guy, his buddy. They were both from the... Little House on the Prairie. Yes, yes, yes. The guy with the beard was yes. the uh, right. So he was an angel. Correct. Right? Yep. He was an he angel, angel who came down to help people out. Yeah, and he, he teamed up with like this – this uh, detective, he like couldn't work as a cop anymore or whatever. So he teams up with this angel and they travel that, that the country. That was the, the neighbor, the bearded guy, Victor French yeah. from the Little House in the Prairie. Yeah. Boy, what are they trying to get the band back together on that deal? Or yeah, what was yes, the... that, it's exactly what it was. Because I guess they were both pretty close. They were like really tight. And they're yeah. like, hey, let's, let's do another show together. And the reason the that house... show got canceled, this show ran for five seasons. And the reason That's it got canceled it? was because Victor French died of uh, pancreatic cancer, I believe, with pancreatic cancer or oh something. My God. And he, so, because of Mike, that, they shut it down? Michael Landon was so distraught, he didn't want to continue the show anymore. So wow. he canceled it from that point. And he honestly didn't do another series after he died like three years later of cancer himself he did you're right 84 to 89 then so five years yeah i could have told you that show was on for 10 at the the reruns must have just must be yeah because i remember yeah because it seemed like it was always on what little house run for do you know that show was on for nine years i was going to say that was a long run that that started on that show yeah this show started like 73 or 74 and ran until the early 80s michael landon yeah yeah god bless him yeah, the guy, uh, you know. Papa. And you think about his career. His career started in with Bonanza. You know, mm-hmm. he was on that show, and that show ran for like 15 years or something. And as soon as that show ended, he starts with Little House. As soon as that show ended, he started Highway to Heaven. But the guy career just he didn't stop yeah. working until the end there. No. Uh, yeah, that, I remember that show being uh, Highway to Heaven. Yeah, a pretty pretty popular one for a while there. Oh, absolutely. So what's right, up so next? Not, not up next, we got a, a double threat on the 20th, September 20th. We have two premieres. The first being probably one of the most definitive sitcoms of the 1980s, The Cosby Show. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Big, I, big show. That was probably one. I mean, that show was a kid starting to get humor. I laughed so out loud. I mean, yeah. Funny, I watched reruns and I laugh. I Me mean, too. 
we know what happened to Cos in the end here. But I mean, and who knows? He was doing all that crap back then. Right. But, I you mean, think it, about it, you're like, wow. But he, I mean, was, he was America's dad. He was like, he was. He, like everybody just, right. every time anything was like, ah, and you did, I mean, you, you didn't see color with Cosby. No, absolutely not. Yeah, it was just, you just, and then the 80s, the mid 80s, that was, they didn't have, uh, like, I think the reason he made the show was they didn't ha- have shows where black families were affluent. They right, or were, they were the center of a show like that. Right, but I mean, they were, you had like good times. I mean, everybody was right. downtrodden. You right. know what I mean? The Jeffersons had to move on up. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the Cosbys were like, they, you know, he doctor. was a doctor. His wife was a lawyer. You she know was what a little, I mean? Right. Right, the, the kids were well out. They went to school. Right. I mean, they were, and he wanted to portray like that. Right. You know, one of my favorite episodes of that, I just remember, I can't even remember. I just, they had the kids. They had, uh, was it Rudy? Was yep. the daughter. Yep. And uh, Dudley was her her uh, her love interest, the little right. kid. But they had the little white kid that was like a little chub. Right. And I remember, yes. I remember Cosby was doing the uh, thing where he was doing the rodeo on his knee. <laughs> And he had, and then that one, he did it with all them kids and he was getting tired. And then at the yeah. end, that one little chubby white kid walked up and went, my turn. And Cosby's like, he could barely move around yeah. with him. And I, he's just oh like sort God. of, he's just like leaning forward while Cosby's like, looks like he's like yeah, straight. Right. Awesome. Hit him by the, hit him by the shirt choking to get out. Oh God. I, uh, I probably was laughing so hard at that episode, like tears. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. That, that, and that show, Cosby. Yeah, and that's that spawned other shows. It did, out. yeah. Um, it ran for nine seasons. I mean, it was yeah, that's not for long. It spun a, a different world. A different was, world, yeah. That yeah. ran for quite a while. I think that was like six or seven right. seasons. Is that Lisa Bonet? Yep. Right? Was the oldest daughter. Of yes. Yeah. There was some controversy between the two of them, I think. And he didn't yeah. want to fire her from the show, so he kind of gave her her own show. Right. <laughs> there her. you go. Yeah. Right. Well, she probably wouldn't take the pills and the water. So <laughs> you, you wonder <laughs> that. You know? <laughs> yeah, this one just won't take it. Get out well, of here. Jesus, the fact geez. that she did that movie Angel Heart, which we maybe we'll talk about in the future, but uh, that was she Robert like a, it was a nudity deal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah. I and that, being very yeah. upset. Right. Sure. Because you know I can do what I want behind the scenes, but we don't want to ruin the on stage right. image. You dirty what old are you bastard. Doing? Take the pills. <laughs> Oh, okay. Man. All right, Cosby. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. What's up? All right. Next up, same night premiered. Who's the boss with Tony Danza? If you recall this show, another huge show. Another, another big show, show of the eighties. Yeah. Probably the thing that uh, if it didn't save Tony Danza's career, it made it for sure because he came off a of Taxi. Taxi but, was yeah. Taxi I mean, was a pretty it, big hit. He's eh, a bit player for the most part. Right. Though, on Taxi. You know what I mean? He was. Yeah. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, Typecast type of thing. So he yes. came out. It, it, this uh, who's the boss? Really good. Yeah. Yeah. It was classic. I mean that we got who out of that? Alyssa Milano. You know the, Yeah. Every yeah, every dude, right. every her, kid man. of the eighties had a crush on her. I think I had oh, a poster yeah. her on my wall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was, good little. Yeah, she, she was cute back in those days. You're like wow. I mean not that she's not today, but I'm saying. No, no, her. she's well, she's age well, but uh, yes. I mean. But yeah, those were, that was a little, classic. A more feisty today <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but that, no, that show ran seven seasons seven yeah 
pretty yeah, pretty good had, run for that one too. And the, and what was the kid, Jonathan? Jonathan, yeah, yeah. Jonathan, yeah, that kid in there. And, but, uh, and then uh, Angela. Mo, Mona. Mona was the, yeah. was the one. Yeah, Mona. Angela, and then Mona, Mona. The grandmother. And I think Mona probably was the one that got all the uh, Emmys, right? Didn't she? I because think so, like yeah. her character was kind of like the uh, the dirty grandma, the, the dirty grandma, fiery yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. Love I think it kind of set a standard for that through the '80s too, because there was a lot more that came out after her. She mm-hmm. was like one of those. The, the, I don't know if she was. I wouldn't say she was the first, but she certainly was the one that was probably defining of that type yeah. of character. The only thing I could take to today that would bounce off of that would be uh, um, what is the spinoff of Big Bang? Sheldon. Uh, Sheldon, yeah. Yep. Sheldon. And the grandmother in that is okay. kind of like the fiery grandma that there drinks and, and swears and has the sex and all that. You right. know, that's kind of like how I take off of that from yeah. today. And it, when we talk about this in another, you know, one of the a future episodes, you had the Golden Girls, which was all feisty grandmas. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. No, my mom used to love that show. Yeah, that was. Uh, and that was in Christ. I think you still locked that on Lifetime or something. Yeah, I mean, I'm that, pretty that, sure that's still running uh, pretty regularly. So. And you know what? And the comedy holds up. It's funny today. Stuff back it then is. was was pretty solid, man. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It I is think funny who's stuff the today. boss ran, uh, or I think I'm trying to think Cosby. If Cosby ran the same night as like Cheers, and some of those other comedy, it was like that was like when NBC was really putting that dominant, you know, um, Thursday right. night lineup that ran until right. like probably the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Thursday you know? was the big night for sure. Yeah, because so I'm pretty sure like you would watch Cosby, you'd watch Cheers, you'd watch all these shows like. For like mm-hmm. a two-hour block, it was like pretty, yeah. pretty solid oh, yeah, definitely. entertainment. Family Ties on NBC? Family Ties was another one that was on that night, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That had been yeah, we'll on for in. a few years at this point. Yeah, we'll get into some Family Ties for sure. Classic stuff. Well, All right, a couple, couple more coming up. Um, we're moving into the 22nd, so we're looking at um, you know Friday night, I believe this would have been. Um, this had a show called Cover Up. Not familiar with this too well. Um, it was just an action adventure series. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. From I, I don't Glenn Larson at all. This. The creator of Night Rider created this. Glenn Larson. Yeah. What was the premise? Um, so essentially, what this covered was, and I know this was sort of like a kind of like a romantic action show, but it was a fashion photographer who. Um, after the death of her husband decides she wants to uh, become an, who if she finds out her husband was an undercover CIA agent. So she starts to become recruited by the special forces operator or something to help okay, find her husband's yeah. killer. <laughs> Sounds like a good premise. Yeah. I mean, it didn't, uh, did not pan no. out apparently, but did not, uh, didn't I, last. I don't remember. Long. I don't remember that at all. Cover yeah. That one wasn't one I remember too well either. But hey, kids, it was there in the eighties, so we cover it. All right. We're gonna right. We we dig deep, even in the stuff that you didn't care about. We're gonna let you know what happened. For stuff you may never ever Uh, see in your lifetime. It was out there. Again, exactly. All right. Next up was same night was a show called Finder of Lost Loves. Another another show I'm not familiar with. Yeah. So what happened here? 
Okay, so this one, after uh, this character named Carrie Maxwell's wife, Kate, dies, so very similar to the last one, uh, he decides to set up a private detective agency specializing in reuniting clients with former loved ones. So that was the basic premise of this one. Right. I almost look at that title and I say, that is, today, that would be a, um, uh, it's like uh, Big Brother. It, it, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like a, like a, one of those Reality shows. Reality show. show. Yeah. But this Straight was up. a concept show with like right. storyline. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it might. Maybe it would be successful. More successful today if they put it. Out. <laughs> Probably, yeah, yeah. So okay, a couple more popping up here. Let me uh, um, bring them to the next one. Um, one of them, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, talk about them a little differently. Um, one of them is called uh, Pryor's Place. Yeah, uh, Richard Pryor. Right? Richard Pryor, absolutely. Yeah. This is one of those forgotten shows that he did. Um, but he did this um, as a kid's show. It had puppets and stuff and all that stuff in there. So I thought that was, was kind it, of Was it animated? No, no, it was live action. So he actually appeared in it. it. It was sort of him playing against type because he was sort of seen as that sort of profane comic, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah I loved him. Yeah, that's oh, why absolutely. I loved him. <laughs> yeah. Had all, the, had all the tapes and the records. I mean, yeah. Live on the Sunset Strip is still probably one of those those live stage uh, shows of his that's like still one of the best. <laughs> but this was actually created by Sid and Marty Croft, if you remember them. They were he, really yeah, yeah. huge did in the 70s. The, yeah, they did the um, – what was all them goddamn huge animals that ran around? They did like a Land of the Lost. Oh, Land um, of the Lost. I love that. But what yeah. was the one – uh, they were huge. They were an animal. They were in suits. Was that them? No, I think. What do you think? It's um, Zubili Zoo or not Zubili Zoo? Um, you know, what I'm talking review? about when the one was a cat and one was like they ran around and the ah, shit, I can't even remember, but <laughs> it'll, it'll come to me. But it was yeah. like they were, there were people in these costumes, right? They ran around, they filmed it, it might have been, but but then they showed cartoons in the between all the clips. It might have been because I mean, you this know, was what. Because that's yeah. what their shows were, like uh, with Sigmund right. and the Sea Monster, H.R. Puff and yes. stuff. Sigmund and the H.R. Puff. Yeah, that was... Classics, man. That was all Sid and Marty so, Croft. So this so, was them. So this was them doing Pirates, uh, Pirates Place. And that didn't last long, right? No, one I season. Just, it was 13 season. episodes. So it was like, you know, in and out pretty quick. It was a Saturday now, morning Now, this is show. 84. Is this... Is this after he tried to set himself on fire with the cracker before? I think this was after. Was after. So is this him trying to get like, is it like a public service announcement type of thing? Maybe. Like, <laughs> let me get back in the good graces of people. Maybe. Because, Maybe it's him yeah. saying, look, I'm not crazy, I swear. Right, right, right. Because he, yeah, he had a rough run there for a little yeah. bit. So. Yeah. Prior's Place. Well, Prior's right. Place. <laughs> what, what's, uh, uh, last up is a show called Paper Dolls, which was a soap opera show. Not one I'm really familiar really? with. It only lasted about 14 episodes. Paper um, Dolls. Yeah, it was like a Saturday night soap opera or something like that, or Sunday night or something like mm. that. It didn't last very long. Um, it it was it had Lloyd Bridges in it. He was probably the biggest. Really? Guy. Yeah, Morgan Fairchild. Those were the two big characters in it. It was all about New York's yeah. fashion industry and. Paper you know, kind of no concept to that, but <laughs> look, folks, it happened. So <laughs> it, it did. It, it existed for a brief time in the '80s, but there it was. 
<laughs> awesome. So that's where, so that was the TV shows from this yes. week. Yep. Perfect. So next up, um, I'm going to get into some toys. Some of the okay. toys. Sometimes you can transition from, you know, cartoons, TV to toys. Because yeah. toys are what always we have, What do we have popping in September of 84? So September 84, these were some of the hot toys of that year. So um, obviously Transformers were out there selling. Um, but there was um, uh, ColecoVision console was selling pretty well at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this was, again, towards the, the end of the, uh, the right, video the game. The Atari era. Shock, we went over that right. last uh, episode right. about 83, set that up for that to yep. fall apart. So this was like towards the end of, you know, they were still selling some of their consoles out at this point. Oh, um, yeah. There was, uh, let me see, uh, the A-Team ride-along van you could buy. So this was like a pedal van you get inside of and you ride around in it. Oh, that was yeah. A, it was one of the uh, cool toys. I don't remember this thing either because no, neither do I. It, it honestly, it, uh, if you look at it, it's not a van. It's like a pickup truck. It looks more like a pickup truck. Is it like um, what the hell? They came out in the eighties where you got in them, right? What the hell? Yeah, all those things. Those but power wheels. Them. Yeah, no, I, I never had one. I never had big wheels. I never had one. Me neither. It wasn't Johnny, one of those. Johnny Williams did. I was jealous as a bastard. John Williams, man, yeah. had the big wheel. Had a big and wheel. those were cool because the big wheel they'd put like if it was Knight Rider or something they put like a, a thing on the handlebars that looked like the front of the car or like an X-ray yeah. or something from Star Wars. Right. And that was the coolest thing ever because you're like I'm flying the ship or I'm driving that car. Oh yeah. But it's this one big wheel in the front, these two tiny wheels in the back. Right. You're practically your, your ass was practically dragging on the ground. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and it was plastic. <laughs> but th- this one was a team based a team and it was it was a four wheel one so it was like a, a like a pedal truck but they call it what? a van so when did the a team premiere real quick i believe that was 83 so the year before okay i just yeah. wondering because i'm like okay so they already got that out so all right that makes yeah. sense so they had it out um they had also um max steel erector robot so this was a robot you could build and had controls on it. Uh, so it was a radio control one you'd build, kind of like an erector set. I almost remember seeing those commercials. Yeah. Was there a wire that connected it yes. to the... Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. remember that. That was another toy I did not acquire, but I always thought it was cool in the uh, yeah in the car- cartoon uh, you know, commercials in between. Yeah, nice. Uh, another big toy was the Popoids. You remember Popoids? Not one they bit. Were, what would they? Okay, so it's hard to explain, but they're like these sort of like tubes that would expand. They'd almost like pop out. They like pop, 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 and you expand them out. And you can you can sort of sort of collapse them, and and they would connect together, and you could build like characters, huh. or, you know, creatures right. or ships or whatever. So it's kind of like a Lego thing, but different. Yeah, kinds like of a, sort of like a amalgamation of Lego and Tinker Toy, I guess. Okay, right, right. Yeah, call I remember it Tinker so, Toys, right. So something like that, but type of thing. Yeah, and they but they were like these hollow plastic tubes that were sort of like they look like robot arms, like you'd see in a, like right. a Futurama or something. You know, like they were just uh-huh. like these accordion right. like just stick arms. Yeah, yeah. like an accordion like thing, but it could stretch and you know it's pretty pretty simple. Um, right. My Little Pony was a big seller. No, that's big. That's big. Yeah, still big. My I mean, Little Pony because My Little Pony came out didn't obviously girls toy. So yep. I didn't have it, but 
the My Little Pony, the big deal with that was they had the hair, right? Yeah, that was the was big the... deal with those. You could comb their hair and their tail. Right. The really tail, cool, too. Right. Exactly. Cool thing with that. They got pretty elaborate with those as the, the time went on because they got big play sets, you know, like castles and stuff like that. So it was a, you know, pretty. Uh, yeah. No, I remember that, large, was a, that was a big deal. My large line. Pony. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, Wacky Wheels which was a wind-up thing. You could, like, build, like, these um, – basically, it was, like, a car. You could either put wheels on it or legs on it and things like that. You could wind it up and it would walk or roll along. Yeah, the I remember ground. them vaguely, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird concept. <laughs> I don't think it was no, something that, that went beyond. That was the time of making – I mean, and – Everything. If you had an idea, they would pay you to make it. And put yeah. it out there. If it caught on, great. But. Uh one uh, a Barbie uh, twirly curls Barbie was a big seller this year as well. So this was Barbie with really long hair, and you'd have this okay. little device that you'd hook the hair into, and you push a button, and it would make a braid. It would twist the hair into like a braid. So that was all right, that, that, that that's got lawsuit written all over it. <laughs> Is there sticking their hair in there? It's like <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, their head yeah. into this. That's the eighties though, baby. You know, oh, it's I mean, beautiful. That's, thing. that's like. <laughs> We'll wait till 12 children get their neck snapped before we pull this from the market. <laughs> yeah, right. But those were the big toys of uh, of September 84. That That's it. Fun. Okay. Yeah. Those were good. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Classic toys in there. <laughs> oh, um, okay. So up next, what are we looking at? We're, let's get into talking about um, uh, what do we have next on our but the video games, I think. Video games, uh, yeah. List. yeah. I did mention not ColecoVision. A, yeah. Not, yeah, exactly. I mean, and, you know, for the most part, that's what you could say about video games. I mean, we, we went over last, right. last week pretty much what how the video game system fell, the whole oh, conglomerate yeah. came down from 83. And so it was at still this point, 84. Yeah, at this point in 84, it's, it's on its way out. Um, I, but I'm like pretty sure... Said, they were still trying to pump out stuff to hold on to whatever market share they could. Right. You know? I think at this point it was like uh, uh, try to stop the bleeding with more bleeding. <laughs> it's like put as much out as you can hoping something sticks. Right. You know what I mean? But really, it's short this week. The video games, the only thing I got is on September 20th on Thursday, uh, the computer 3D uh, space trading game, Elite, hmm. was released by Acorn Soft. Hmm. Uh, that was the company. It was unique, open-ended design for the time. And basically, it's one of those games that said in most video games back then, you had distinct, like, uh, you know, start to finish. And mm -hmm. this one was one of those open, open-ended open ones that mostly went, uh, I want to say, like, you know, you see the pipes on the computer systems. Remember the old screen savers yep. type of things? It was it was based more on that. Gotcha. Uh, so I mean and that was that was for the most part, I mean, the only thing that happened that week. Hmm. Um, pretty you know, late for the Yeah, it was I mean I'm sure there was ones released, but it's hard to tell, you know. I mean when you look back they don't tell you exactly when they released. I'm pr I'm pretty sure you know there were still you know there were still Ataris in the store but you know they were they were hanging oh, on by were. a thread at this right. point. I mean obviously yeah the games were all getting sold. It was still I mean we were a year away from Nintendo finally starting to claw its way into the uh, 
the lexicon of American gaming. Right. Right. I mean, this, this game was, uh, this was one of the games that was more based on where you see the, they call it like the wire base where it's like you saw the 3d yeah. uh, simulation of a human body. Right. Type of thing. So it was, that's where a lot of the flight simulator games came out of this. And this, this game is very influential for what the games that came out today. Back yeah. then it probably huh. wasn't appreciated, but yeah, yeah exactly. During well, this time, obviously all, all the Pac-Man, everything's getting sold at this time. Oh, it's sure. Just, it's just getting ready for the death switch basically. Right. But the thing that's interesting about you saying that about it being influential on future games is the computer was actually pretty influential in 84. And when we talk more about this uh, at times, but in 84, the last Starfighter came out, which used computer mm -hmm. graphics as a special effect for that. It was at the time not really revered as, as groundbreaking as it really was you know right, right. so i'll watch that movie today and i love it hell me too <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely <laughs> all right that's a classic that yeah definitely classic. all right yeah so, that, so so video games is yeah i mean i'm not gonna go like i say yeah folks every, every week i'm not gonna go down the list of what's selling and what's not if something pops out i'm gonna tell you about it and we'll move on to the yeah. next thing <laughs> all right so, so next up we got what the news of the week. We got news of the up. week, yeah. News of the week. Uh, same thing. It was one of those things when I, when I researched it, it was, uh, you know, that's the thing is like, you know, when we were kids, we didn't realize the news. So you got to go back and research. Which, things. Yeah. Not, not a lot. I mean, nothing that stuck out that really, uh, you know, set me off uh, a lot of stuff. I mean, on Tuesday, the 18th, uh, this is a little no fact, but, uh, this uh, Joe Kittinger hmm. completed the first solo ballooning crossing of the Atlantic Ocean. Interesting. So in '84. <laughs> in '84, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I kind of what I thought was like, you know, really. You think that would be like 1884, that. maybe? Where you're like, wow. You would think, right, right. This balloon well, yeah, is a I great think, technology. Yeah, and he was a big Air Force, uh, you know, mm -hmm. guy. You know, he, he when he was in the Air Force, it was all about research of these high altitude balloons gotcha. for weather so i think it was one of those it wasn't even like the big round one that's like a rainbow color oh, I think it right. was like the little you know condom shaped one that's uh silver and you know what i mean yeah. you, gotta, you gotta wear a special suit in yeah so this you know so maybe that, this is where that whole weather balloon ufo thing started like it's right they think it's ufo because it looks like this condom in the sky and like no no it's a weather balloon we're serious man. I, yeah so that was uh a Tuesday that happened on the 18th. Wow. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Thursday, yeah, a little known fact that I did. I saw it. I was like, I'll throw that out to the folks because uh, who the hell knows? Like <laughs> you say, I thought that would have happened 20, 30 years earlier. If anything, exactly. So. Yeah. Like around the world in 80 days, you know, type of thing, which was. Yeah, right. You know, right. Obviously a hoax. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Not, not a fact based book. <laughs> not a fact based book. <laughs> Uh, Thursday the twentieth. Uh, going downhill a little again, folks. With the news, it gets a little uh, sour. Well, but, I think there always was. Yeah, a suicide bomber uh, driving a car attacked the U.S. embassy in Beirut, Lebanon, Oof. killing twenty-two people. Uh, it's carried out by Hezbollah, which you hear about a lot today. Mm. When we were kids growing up, never heard of Hezbollah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays. It's pretty common. You hear about that in the news all the time. But I, I do remember Beirut 
being a quite the and, and this the was hot not zone. The, yeah this was not the one it was carried out by Hezbollah but they had also been responsible for the 1983 U.S. embassy bombing. Uh, the 83 Beirut barracks bombing. That's the one you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, that okay. killed 241 U.S. Uh, military personnel, mainly Marines. Yeah. That Beirut was the was, big one. Beirut so that was, was always problems, man. Yeah. yeah. That, early that 80s. was 83. Yeah. That was 80. Yeah. Beirut, when we grew up, you thought that was some badass shit. Oh, yeah. Um, All of, and yeah. I guess back then it was. Yeah. But then that part of the Middle East seemed to, I don't know if it quieted down, but it just faded away. It, it, Nowadays, it, it's it, yeah. it's picked up a little more, you know. Yeah, I mean? but it's, it's uh, for sure. But back huh. then, it was a big deal. I remember when they uh, when they blew up the Marine barracks, and that was a huge deal. I remember. Um, but this, yeah, this was just this was the U.S. embassy. So obviously, they were just trying to bomb whatever they could back then. Uh, Anything you know, that had the U.S. on it, they're like right because we were involved over right. there, right? You know, nothing like today, but that's <laughs> I mean, that was our our interest in the Middle East at that mm-hmm. time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so other than that, that's about it for the week in news. It was, uh, you know, like I say, I'm not going to go down the road of every little right. tidbit out of Congress or this or that. So, you know, if something sticks out, I'm going to let you know. Yeah. Um, and you'll know when the big things hit challenger explosion thing. I mean, when the yeah. things go down, they go down. So this yeah. pretty slow week for the news. Um, yeah. I think next week, you see, we got the news, and then we're rolling into sports. And I'm not going to lie to you folks, pretty late week there. <laughs> it was, you know, week of 1984, September, not too uh, heavy duty. Right. I'll make up for no, it with movies. No. I'll make up yeah. for it with movies this, this All week. All right. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. No, uh, go Monday Night Football, September 17th. Uh, Monday Night Football is the Miami Dolphins beat the Buffalo Bills 21 to 17. And Dan Marino. Threw Marino. for all, yeah. He threw for all three Miami touchdowns. So I mean, that's that's a that's a legendary name right there, Marino. Yeah, that's classic classic football back in the day. Yep. Back in the day, I remember yeah, he we, used to sell isotoner gloves. I believe yes. in the commercial yeah. every Christmas. Those isotoner yeah. glove commercials. Dan Marino with the gloves on. I oh yeah, man. He never forgot ice, those. He got that isotoner money. That's where he got all the horrors probably <laughs> from. Was that isotoner money? Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, uh, and then we jumped ahead. To, I just threw in Sunday the 23rd because we're – September is one of those things where um, baseball is finishing up, but I'm not going right. to go through every baseball score. If we were in the World Series time in October, we'd talk about it. Absolutely. Football just started. Um, there's – you know, hockey doesn't start till October. The NBA doesn't start till November. Uh, but uh, Sunday, the 23rd, we in NASCAR news – Mm. This is old school. This is Ricky Bobby. Oh, wow. Uh, this is Ricky Bobby style NASCAR back go. in these days. You know, uh, yeah, so in 80, uh, 84, we got So in NASCAR news, Daryl Waltrip. I don't know if you know that name, but. Yes. You know, you, so mean, he, you know how I know that name? From the movie Cars. He is one of the, my kids watch this movie. And he is yeah. one of the announcers, Daryl Waltrip. Yeah, because he was he was an announcer for I think he just retired a, a year or two ago, but he was an announcer on the Fox uh, oh. when he do NASCAR for he was the one that would go uh, uh, start the race and his thing big thing was uh, boogity 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 let's go yes. racing boys. Yep, was that the movie? That cars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was his big catchphrase. Yep. Nobody cared. It was a hillbilly thing from down south, right. you know. Yeah. Honestly, but, back then, I didn't even know there was racing like that. Right. Except once in a while, I think I'd see it on TV or 
you know, right. like I'd catch a, a like a, a, a you know a race, but it wasn't really. I didn't realize well, how big it was. Like it was no. an actual sport. No, it was bigger down south than yeah. up north here where we live. But but back then too was when they didn't even they didn't put like uh, nowadays they have on the cars like restrictors on the engines, so you can only go so fast. Back then they just said go as fast as you want. Right. So they have like two hundred something mile an hour cars crashing. Flying into the air, you know, right. what I mean? because uh, yeah. with no safety devices, <laughs> right? You know, yeah. But uh, so they had to finally say, "We got to slow these sons of bitches down," you know. What I mean? We got to right. put a governor on here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Daryl Waltrip, he won the Goodies 500 at the Martinsville wow. Speedway after leading 313 of the laps. So okay, I think Goodies is down south too. I've never really heard of a Goodies up here. In yeah, I, me neither. It's a, it's a store down there, right? So, yeah, I believe it's like one of those general stores. If anybody out there knows Goodies from the south and you want to uh, contact us on uh, yeah. one of our sites, we'll hand that out later. Contact us and let us know what Goodies is. Is it a Walmart or is it a uh, – what is it? Because we don't oh, yeah. have them here in the north. So, But yeah. they sponsored it in the uh, 1984, the Goodies 500. Nice. And uh, that wraps up sports, my friend. Cool. So let's, uh, well, tying in with sports, what about wrestling? What was happening? Going in into world wrestling. Of wrestling. Okay. Yeah. Going into wrestling. Now, now, I think last week we talked about, uh, it was right, 83, with the end of 83, uh, the Iron Sheik had won the belt and the WWF. And he, at the early 84, he lost at the Hulk Hogan starting Hulkamania. Nice. Uh, we're, now we're looking at uh, September of '84, and it was pretty odd because I mean, on my research, Hulk was wrestling, but not in anything. I mean, he was out doing the, the house shows, you know, going from town to town wrestling, not so much on the TV. But uh, on the the WWF Championship Wrestling aired on September 22nd. It was uh, the Saturday. The show was filmed on the 9/11 '84 at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center in Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, the commentators were actually Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, Mean Gene. Mean, mean Gene. And Vince McMahon was a commentator ah, back then. Now yeah, look at he, Vince McMahon. Yeah, he was just, he owned the company, but he was just a commentator yeah. for many years at huh. uh, talking. So, uh, and, it, you know, it was weird because the Junkyard Dog, I don't know if you probably know the Junkyard Dog. Junk, I remember Junkyard Dog, yeah. Especially from the cartoon, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, Junkyard Todd uh, defeated Ron Shaw. Uh, you know, Ron I don't Shaw, know Ron he, Shaw. No, no. And he, I, I have a note in here. He was also at some point in his career called the Executioner. Mm. But a lot of these ones, these are, you know, it's weird because I'm going to, you're going to hear some names on here you don't know. And this was actually the TV show they aired on the Saturday with these right. guys. But Hulk Hogan, not on there. They saved like Hulk for, they didn't even have WrestleMania yet, so they weren't even okay. doing like those shows. These the main money in these days was at the house shows. So they okay. they traveled like they did like shows like three or four shows a week. They traveled okay. all over, you know, huh. and that's where they made their money. They didn't even have the TV didn't even make money back then. Vince McMahon would buy TV time to put the show on, basically like a like a commercial. No he, you know what I mean? You did, They didn't get paid to put it on because he was wow. trying to advertise. So when they came to your town, you'd want to go see them. Smart That's thinking. That's how the wrestling worked back in those huh. days. Right. And he was the kind of the guy who kind of came up with that concept of I'll spend this much money to put it on your time slot 
So right. when you come to your town, you know who we are. And right. Look at it now. So obviously, right. yeah. I was going to say, look at it now. It's like. Right. Nowadays, they pay a lot to have you on. Sure. <laughs> right. So the Junkyard Dog defeated Ron Shaw. That was one match. David Schultz. Couldn't tell you who the hell David Schultz is. Him and Ron uh, Shaw are hanging out somewhere. Right. right, right. <laughs> Talking <laughs> about the good old days. He, David Schultz defeated Steve Lombardi. Uh, and you don't know who Steve Lombardi is, but he would later become the Brooklyn Brawler. Okay, that I know. Yeah, so, I yeah. think I've heard, so he like, was, Lombardi name I've heard before, but yeah. I but wouldn't Brooklyn have correlated. Brawler, he, Brooklyn Brawler, he, later on, he also became one of the versions of Doink the Clown. I don't know if you remember Doink the Clown. Yes. But he was uh, the guy who did originally Doink the Clown. He had issues. He had to leave the WWF. And then they put it because it was a face paint, you know, you were right. dressed as a clown. Right. So they could substitute people and you wouldn't really know. Yeah. So he, yeah. he was one of those versions. But the Brooklyn Brawler was his big thing. And I think up till almost uh, recently, he worked at WWF behind the scenes now is like a behind the scenes guy. Uh, yeah. But Brooklyn Brawler was always uh, cannon fodder for the good guys on the TV show. Like he'd come in, get his ass beat. Right. You know, you know, type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Next match, we got the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, it's uh, Buddy Roberts, Michael P. Hayes, and Terry Gordy. Uh, they defeated, uh, if you don't know those names, you're not going to know these. But they <laughs> defeated they defeated Aldo Marino, Iron Mike Sharp, and Rusty Brooks. Well, Iron Mike Sharp's the only one out of there. Iron Mike Sharp was another Brooklyn brawler. Okay. Every, he, he would come on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. Get his ass whooped by the junkyard dog or whoever. You know, he was the right. guy that lost. But gotcha. you knew him because yep. he was just the guy that always got his ass kicked. So. <laughs> Next match, got Bob Orton defeated uh, Joe Mascara. Same thing. You wouldn't know who Joe Mascara is. Bob Orton's uh, cowboy Bob Orton. He was in some WrestleMania. He hung out with Roddy Piper. Mm. Uh, but Roddy back, Piper. This, like I say, this is before they were really kicking with Hulkamania. Right. Uh, well, that's David where it Sam- really took off. Right, exactly. We got uh, David San Martino. He uh, he defeated Jimmy Valiant. Jimmy Valiant was around for a little bit, but David San Martino he was a son of uh, Bruno San Martino, big mm-hmm. name. Bruno San Martino was around forever. David, his son, came in, never really caught on. Um, Vince McMahon actually fired him for he, he got in a fight with a, a person in the crowd. Oh. And uh, they, so they didn't think they eventually wanted him around anyway, so that just gave him a reason to get rid of him. And uh, Bruno Sammartino never really forgave Vince for that and didn't want to come around the WWF forever. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and then we got the next day, a Sunday, uh, September 23rd, there was a big live show at the Tor- Toronto Maple Leaf Garden. Huh. Uh, and that was... Uh, that was a, a little a little better uh, in the far as far as uh, the people that w- were on the card. It was it was a house show. Uh, trying to pull up my notes right now on that, yeah. But that was uh, uh, it wasn't televised, but it was just a big house show at the time. Uh, I pulled up the wrong note, folks. What do you? <laughs> but. Uh, the main thing about uh, this show, let me see. We got to start out with Bret Hart, and this is this Ooh. was in Toronto. So this is when Bret Hart just started joining the yeah. WWF. So okay, 
he uh, he he was facing uh, Paul the Butcher Vacone, somebody you don't need. I could have even pronounced that wrong because you would never know who that guy is. But he was from <laughs> Canada, so the Canadian fans are probably hating me right now. But maybe he was big up there. But maybe. everybody knows Bret Hart. They don't know the Butcher. But, right, right. But uh, Bret Hart beat him. Bret the uh, Hitman Hart, right? Didn't he become the Hitman? He became Bret the Hitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a time before right. they started putting those teams together. And you're going to see as I go down. The, the next huh. match, Nick, Nick DiCarlo uh, uh, faced Brutus the Beefcake. Wasn't ah. even wasn't even Brutus the Barber Beefcake. The Barber, this right. Just, this was just Brutus Beefcake back then. Nice. Brutus beat him 11 minutes, uh, 16 seconds. And then we got uh, Davy Boy Smith. Who was half of the British Bulldogs? Okay, yeah. So the, the British Bulldogs they faced the Hart Foundation, which was mm-hmm. uh, Jim the Anvil Nyhart and Bret Hart. Bret so Hart, right. that, so they, these guys were all wrestling individually back then because they were all Canadian guys. Okay. They, uh, uh, Bret Hart's dad, Stu Hart, was a wrestler, mm-hmm. uh, and then he had his own training camp back then. He trained. Brett, uh, Brett and his brother Owen and the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and the Dynamite yeah. Kid. Hmm. So at this point, Davy Boy Smith, uh, he 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 wrestled Goldie Rogers again. Goldie, who the hell knows who that is. Beat his ass. Uh, <laughs> it should be in 13 minutes, 38 seconds. Uh, next up, we got Ivan Putsky versus Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg the yeah. Hammer, another yeah. person. Yeah, he, yeah. he became a tag team partner of Brutus Beefcake. Okay. So that's I think uh, I remember Greg, that. Greg the Hammer and Brutus Beefcake is actually who the uh, British Bulldogs won the belts from. Uh, that mm-hmm. was in WrestleMania two. Two. Uh, yeah, and uh, so next off we got Richard Cummings again, who versus Nikolai <laughs> Volkov. So there's Nikolai Volkov. You remember him, the the Russian man. Right. Yes. He'd come sing he the, the Russian national anthem. Right. The, fur. the big furry hat. Yeah. Right. So the, you can see the trend. They're putting a shit dog with the good people right. <laughs> in all these matches. The, the, I think this is probably – I don't think it's the last match, but probably the main attraction was Andre the Giant versus Kamala. Uh, I remember. The Ugandan Kamala. Giant. And Kamala, obviously Andre. Kamala. Yeah, and, uh, right. And actually uh, – Going off on a side note here, Kamala actually just passed away uh, about three weeks ago. I remember hearing yeah. about that. Yeah. The Ugandan giant was six foot seven, four hundred pounds. Uh, he passed away. He had diabetes. He had to get both of his legs removed. And uh, he was a know, big man. I, yeah, and I, I, I don't want to. They said it was from COVID nineteen, which makes a lot of sense with. Uh, underlying issues with amputations, yeah. diabetes, and everything. I, yeah, if you have, I can't yeah. guarantee that, folks. The uh, yeah. I just I was googling it quick, but I mean I'm just you know that's yeah. what they said. Nowadays you could sneeze and you died from COVID nineteen. <laughs> Who the hell knows? You know, but right. but yeah, on uh, August 9th, August 9th, he died. He was seventy years old. Uh, you know, he, he joined the WWF in '84. So right before this, he just joined. And you know, he faced Andre, the Hulk Hogan, and the Undertaker was the big hmm. matches. Uh, his final match was in 2010. But uh, a lot of people liked Kamala because um, he was just a real nice guy, I guess. You know what I mean? He was. I mean, he played the character like mm-hmm. uh, you know he was a guy. And the only thing I remember about Kamala was I remember uh, 
myself, I think uh, Chad Mazzez, like Doug, uh, Doug Brown, maybe Robbie Coles. We all went and we, mm-hmm. we used to go watch wrestling in Syracuse and Utica mm-hmm. even. But yeah. they, had one, they had one match. And when we were kids, we never realized that there was like uh, the way the WWF would do it was there was A, B, and C groups. They mm-hmm. traveled around the country. So A was like your Hulk Hogan right. and the big stars. They would go to like New York City right. and Philadelphia, right. maybe Syracuse. Maybe. Um, <laughs> right. But then the B crowds would be your Syracuse, your Binghamton, right. your Uticas. But then there was the C crowd. That mm-hmm. actually traveled, and that's where we saw them at the Clinton Arena. Yes. <laughs> so the Clinton, New York Arena was a hockey uh, for yeah. people that don't. It's a hockey arena in a small town. Yeah. Um, actually, it was just. I think it just won the Craft uh, Hockey Small Town America deal, where like Craft, uh, you know, they they bring the NHL comes there and puts a game on. But this yeah. this arena probably. I don't even know the numbers, folks, but I mean, it probably the stands can't hold oh, a thousand. Not a thousand. yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's a tiny little uh, high school plays there, but it's Clinton used to have like a semi-professional team back in like the seventies, like that. Basically, yep. they used some of those people for the movie Slapshot. Yeah, they filmed some like around this area. Yep. Uh, so when you Jeff watch Goldblum. Slapshot, you see. When you, Jeff, Jeff yeah. Goldblum just shot a movie here two years ago at the Clinton Arena called The Mountain. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Okay. When you watch those slapshot and you see the Indian chief, that guy was from that area. Yeah. And he played on those teams. And he just was an extra in the movie. But but basically, they did WWF came there. And it was like, um, all I remember was like, I think Kamala headlined. And I was a kid sitting in, they took. And you were on the rink, so it was like, you know, no ice, you're on the pad. So nobody was in the stands, but they had wooden chairs you sat in. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I think he was like the biggest person there was Kamala. He came down slapping his belly. We were on the on the edge seat, you know, and we were like right by the aisle. And I just remember coming, I know, and I'm like, and everybody else was shit dogs. It was like Richard Cummings or whoever the hell we just <laughs> talked about. You know what I mean? But right. it was the C it was the C League. But we went and we paid our twenty bucks or whatever to go see yeah. that. I saw Kamala. <laughs> I saw Kamala when I was cool. a kid. That was the only time I saw him. Uh, and as a kid, he just you thought that man was an Ugandan savage that would eat you. Because he was a huge <laughs> man. And that was about it. But uh, yeah. that's about it. That's about it for wrestling. Fantastic. Good stuff. Yeah. Quite then, a time uh, back. We then. You were that? really, really, yeah, uh, you know, what? building oh, something. Yeah, it was. And, and that was where Hulkamania was boosting. But yep. it was just funny when I researched it, was like you didn't see, like, wouldn't you think you'd see Hulk on the TV show that was on Saturday? Yeah. Instead, like, the junkyard dogs fight the biggest person you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Crazy. So, so yeah. But, uh, that's about it. So we'll get into Hulkamania more. Obviously, it's going to explode. But oh, the, the, yeah. this week, eh, it's just one of those weeks. So we go from Russell, and now we're, we're popping right into music, I think. Music. So. What was big in music this week? Music. It was a pretty good week for music, actually. Pretty good week for music. So we're starting off the, the uh, Billboard uh, Top 100. And no, at number 100, Almost Paradise. The love theme from Footloose. 
God, yeah, okay. By, yeah, Mike, Mike, you know it, baby. You know it. Mike, Mike Reno and Ann Wilson. Yeah. Oh, Ann Wilson. Heart. Yeah, yeah, that was the, uh, that was number 100. And then uh, we dropped to 93. That's Legs by ZZ Top, which obviously is a classic song. So I think that was the song they used for Duck Dynasty, isn't it? Is it probably legs or what the hell? It's one of the I think it's whatever it's a ZZ Top song, sir, or bad or good dress man, whatever the hell. Sharp dress man. But, uh, yeah. Sharp dress man for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number seventy-seven, Panama by Van Halen. Oh, one of my favorite Van Halen songs yeah. with David Lee Roth. I, yeah. I, that, yeah. Well, the guitar of Van Halen was is amazing. Right. That's when Van Halen was Van Halen, right? So. I mean, Eddie Van Halen, man, when that guy touched the guitar, it was, like, unbelievable. I mean, that guy was just amazing. And you think about 1984, that album was just, I mean, there was, right. every song well, on that was pretty much a hit. Yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, back then, Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing was crazy. Oh, you know, nowadays everybody's yeah. like, eh, whatever. But you know, back then it was like, how is he doing that? You know, right? It, absolutely, pretty incredible. Uh, so we go from seventy-seven. We're gonna drop down, and folks, just to remind you, we're not gonna go through every single song. There might be some songs on this chart. If you Google it and you look it up, you might say, why didn't they mention this? If I'm looking down and I don't recognize the song. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna waste our time with every single. There's a hundred. We don't have that. That's much. a lot of songs. <laughs> I'm dropping to 54. Dancing in the dark. Bruce Springsteen. Oh God, yeah. That yeah, was the sorry. video that introduced the world to Courtney Cox. Was Brent. that the one with her? I was thinking that. Yes. She uh, she cut. She's the one he pulls up on stage and they're dancing together. Mm -hmm. No one knew who she was before that. That was that was it right there. That's where she got her no. big start. Right. In '84. Oh, and drop down to 48 is uh, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go by Wham. Wham, yeah. George Michael. Yeah. And uh, yes, Paul, Rid was it Paul Ridgely? I think was his name, Paul Ridgely. Is that, is that who he is? I, I think so. I know is uh, George Michael and Wham, but yeah. I, it but was crazy thing, when man. he passed away. When George Michael yeah. passed away, I thought that was pretty nuts because, I mean, he wasn't old at all. He was he was a young guy in his 50s, I think. At the right. Time, right. Another one, yeah, taken from us way too short. But, I, mean, I, was, uh, I mean, I know his music career was pretty much, you know, non-existent at that point. But his contribution over the years was, you know, you can't, you can't shake it. I mean, once we get into 87 and stuff and we start talking about faith, I mean, oh, this, right. oh yeah. you couldn't touch yeah. that guy. No, it, no. It's, it's, it, this is, like you say, he's the way I'm now, but he, the big, better things are coming. For oh, him, absolutely. For sure. No, without a doubt. Uh, let me drop down. Let's see, 43, Round and Round by Ooh. Rat. Rat. That's a great song. Um, and, and funny enough is that song is currently, in this year, has gotten back on the top 40 because of is its... That in the guy, is the because of the Geico ads. Okay. The Geico <laughs> ads have actually reinvigorated people's interest in that song by Rat. And they're, and, they and got back on back the top up. charts. Who would have thought? Oh, and you know they're loving it. Oh, you know I their managers they hate it. They're probably oh like when God, Geico said, "Hey, we want to use you in the song." They're probably like, "Yes, please." Right, <laughs> right. right. Their the manager's like, 
you ain't gonna believe this shit. But <laughs> Geico called. What? <laughs> Give them whatever they want. We've been trying to get in a commercial for years. <laughs> Right. That's got to bring in the bucks, though, man. Jeez. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Uh, so we got runner. Oh, number 32, on the dark side, John Cafferty and the mm-hmm. Beaver Brown Band. Featured and, in the movie uh, Eddie and the Cruisers. Oh, my God. Fantastic movie. If it's on today, I'll turn it on. I'll watch it till the end. Was it Michael and it was Perret? A, is, that, is that the guy who was Michael Par- Yeah, something Michael Perret. Perret, something like that. I star? watched that movie growing up, and I thought that was a documentary. Yeah, I, I remember thinking that. <laughs> you know I remember I mean? thinking that. I thought there was a real guy. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, I did too. Was, you know there was an Eddie and the Cruisers, too? Yes, Eddie Lives. I remember. Eddie Lives. I ne- never, I've never seen it. It came out, I think, I in 89. That. Did not did do it? well. <laughs> did that, no. Kind of, kind of faded away very quickly. It just right. Those are the ones you gotta let go. Like at the end when Eddie's just walk, you know it's him walking by, looking at himself on the TV. Right. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. You know. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, but the, yeah, we don't same need thing. to come that song comes It was him. Right, right, right. That, that now, ruins the illusion. <laughs> let me tell you, it was him for two hours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> doing now. Right. Yeah, right. Jesus Christ. Number 29. I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters. Wow. Man, I I'm remember so that song. I'm so excited. Yeah. That, that song was like it. everywhere for the longest time. Pointer oh, yeah. Sisters were huge back then, man. I know. You know, and it, I, I always thought they were from more of the 70s. So did I. But I guess growing up, you just you don't realize what was happening during yeah. that time. Yeah. You know, but same thing. I don't remember the Pointer Sisters, but at number 23, When Doves Cry by Prince. God, man. Ooh. Prince was everywhere. I mean, everywhere. he couldn't, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that I knew movie of out Prince. that year. Yeah, I knew of Prince. He was right. there. You know what right. I mean? And, yes. And uh, yeah, when he died, same thing. It felt so bad because he was just. That was horrible. Prince, that was a talented uh, guy, man. Yeah. I liked Prince. Uh, I don't know, cause yeah, you didn't even know how talented. Like he played all the instruments. Yeah, you know I mean, the he guy thought was that guy, right. His guitar work was incredible. Right, where to the point where, like Eric Clapton and people, good people who play guitar, right, were like, "Oh, Prince is the best guitar player I yeah, know," and they're like, exactly. "What?" Exactly. Yeah. No, no, yes, and you're like, "What?" Really? Funniest shit about the Prince was uh, the Dave Chappelle show when they did the uh, when they talked. <laughs> going yeah. to uh, play basketball at Prince's house. There's uh, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Prince can play basketball and he will make you pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's funny shit. We'll talk more about him uh, next week, too. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting into him. All right. Nice. That's all right. Good. Uh, we got the Dubs Cry. Uh, uh, we're not going to take it by Twisted Sister. Oh, number God. That album. No, that's an awesome. anthem. That's that, an anthem right there. That whole album was so good. It was just so heavy. I think that was the heaviest thing I listened to at the time, and I thought it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Twisted, uh, D. Snyder and uh, Twisted yeah. Sister was so And you didn't so realize cool. they're just dorks dressing up. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but man, that we're not going to take it. I want to rock. Burn in Hell. Right. Like, those were like awesome songs. Right. Back then. <laughs> That's where it started, baby, early 80s. That's yeah. where we got, you know, we got into it from their heavy metal, man. 
number 20, Sunglasses at Night by Corey Hart. Oh, man. Classic right there. Yeah, I wear my sunglasses at night. Absolutely. We're going to drop to number 13, Ghostbusters by your man, Ray Parker Jr. Ray Parker Jr., who the same year wrote the theme to Prior Place. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he did. The Richard Pryor <laughs> what show. What the best? Oh, tell me you're gonna play. You're gonna edit that in, right? I'll, we I'll try to that. dig that one up. Okay, because okay, uh, I gotta hear it when, because <laughs> uh, I unheard of. Yeah. yeah now, I, now, I, now, Ray, now <laughs> I've only heard <laughs> this. Uh, now, Ray Parker. Apparently, he didn't have anything for that song, right? No, Wasn't he that had nothing. Deal, like, um, they, they knocked on his door, right? Yeah, because he had a hit song called The Other Woman from 1982-ish. And okay. so that album did well for him. And then, yeah, when they were doing this movie, they went to him and said, hey, can you come up with a song? Something like, just we want a hit song for this movie. Yeah, yeah. And nobody had any idea. And I think he didn't come up with anything till almost towards the end when the movie was getting ready to come out. No, I mean, the story I heard, I mean, correct me, I don't know a lot, but I've heard like that he... I think I was watching on Netflix. I'm going to credit them with this, but it was like about the making of Ghostbusters. Yes. And they said that uh, he didn't have anything. Even they came, knocked on his door and said, yeah. we need the song now. <laughs> and when they were standing outside his door, he wrote the song to Ghostbusters, <laughs> yeah. basically right then and there. Yeah, I think that was and the movies it, that made us. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he just had like a brain fart. He just couldn't, he had no concept of what he wanted to do. And he just came to him like that. And then boom, it was a huge hit. And I'm just going off of what that show had said, but I remember watching that going, and he was, you know, and and, and look how much he rode his success off of that song. That song still plays. And it's because they still make movies or shows or whatever on Ghostbusters, that's in there. Well, every every Halloween. Oh, yeah. Every Halloween. It's, uh, you know what I mean? So it gets played endlessly. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that was it outside of the top 10. We're going into the top 10. And when we do the top 10, folks, we just give you all the top 10, no matter if we heard of them or not, but we got to give it to you. Number 10 is Cruel Summer by Bananarama. Oh, I the Karate Kid. I don't, is that what it is? I don't from have the, any From the Karate Kid soundtrack, yeah. Cruel, cruel Summer. You remember it. I don't Oh, I absolutely. You watched the Karate Kid, the scene where after Daniel has the uh, little confrontation with the guy during the soccer tryouts. And he's okay, walking away. He's like, you know something? This school sucks. That song's playing in the background. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. Classic. Uh, nice. Goddamn <laughs> Kyle Lance coming through with that. Beautiful. Oh. Number nine. I just called the sad love you by Stevie Wonder. Another classic from the movie The Woman that in Red. Is, that is a classic right there. Stevie Wonder. Hey. Yeah, Stevie Wonder was that was a, a big hit for him because he uh I mean, I don't think, I think at the time he had kind of, you know, he hadn't really had anything big since the 70s, but when that hit, like that album was huge. Because he wrote oh, every yeah. song for that movie, The Woman in Red. And that was, oh, a, really? yeah. I just called to say I love you. Um, the oh, Woman in Red. There was like a whole bunch of string of hits he had off that. I will drop down to number eight, The Glamorous Life by Sheila E. Sheila E. Great song. She was. She was a Prince protege. Um, yeah, she played with Prince a lot, and that was right. her one big hit. But it was a cool, cool song. 
Oh, you remember the songs? Yeah, I don't oh, remember I, yeah. it either. Yeah. One, of, one of my favorite 80s songs. It's really like a great 80s track. The Glamorous Life. All right, he plays the drums in it. And she's, a, she's like a drummer, and she's like in the back. Like, if you watch a video, she's just like, doo, 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 you know, she's jamming on them drums. Oh, okay. It's pretty solid. All right. All right, uh, number seven, The Warrior by Scandal featuring Patty Smythe. Patty Smythe. Yeah. Yep. Smythe, right? Smythe. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the warrior. I mean, obviously another classic. Shooting right? at the walls of heartache. Bang bang. You got it, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, another classic. If this is it by Huey Lewis and the Oh Lewis. yeah, off the this sports album, man. That was a great, great album. Right. We talked great. about that last as sports came out uh, the year before. Yes. Basically. And still that rolling week. hits off it. And still rolling at number six. Yeah. Six, so. A year later, still getting hits off that. That's awesome. And number five, Drive by the Cars. Okay, yeah. yeah. Yep. Who's going to drive you home tonight? Oh, is that? that? A, okay. Yep. Yeah. See, That's I don't even, I was like looking at that, and I'm like, well, Drive by the Cars. They had a lot of big hits that off that album, too. Like they Magic. Um Who's gonna drive you home? There was like a bunch of them off there. They were really big. Who's gonna drive? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Great song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four. What's love got to do with it? Tina Turner. Tina Turner. That's oh man, this is another comeback special too because she, you know, was big in the seventies. Her and mm-hmm. Ike, and then she goes off <laughs> on her own. Yeah, we know Ike, right? <laughs> this is this is post Beatons. Yes, this is post Beatons. <laughs> But she comes out with this album, and it was huge. Private dancer. Right. Oh man, that was a big. Yeah, big, this is what I think. This is what turned her career back on. Right? Yes, in the eighties. Yes, and then a year later, she's in Mad Max movies. She's got like all mm-hmm. her career like right. Rolling. Thunderdome, baby. Thunderdome, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, way to fuck up that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, anyways, number three, She Bop by oh, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. yeah. Don't. How that bop? He bop, a we bop. Okay. I bop, All right. You bop. <laughs> okay. Keeping it simple, Cindy. Keeping it simple. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, All right. That was off number her three. big debut album too. She's so unusual. That was a big hit for her. Big album. Ah. Nice. Number two, Let's Go Crazy by Prince and the Revolution. Prince. Man, and the revolution songs. this time though yeah. yeah but this was off the purple rain album because that was huge right. in 84 man the revolution man the revolution was uh yeah was that was it and uh clerks who was the uh morris morris day, day in the nine. time the yep. arch enemy of yes. Prince. <laughs> younger love baby younger love baby <laughs> great stuff and number one for this week is missing you by john oh. Waite missing you yeah that's a song that in the 80s i swear it was in almost every freaking movie when there was like that moment mm-hmm. where they wanted to like get some tears pumping in people that's the song yeah. you put in there oh yeah i remember at the end of planes trains and automobiles boom there's missing you you know like it was like they drop it just anywhere and it was never by the same artist john Waite did it originally but they'd always have yes. a different artist singing it right right <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So Wade, who is from England, moved to New York where he recorded his first album, Ignition, in 1982. Oh. The album was a flop, and he returned to England <laughs> with his wife. I'm leaving this stupid United States. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
So after getting out of his first contract with, uh, I want to say it right, Chrysalis. Uh, yeah, Chrysalis, yeah. Yep. Chrysalis, you know? Okay. Chrysalis, yeah. Yeah, Chrysalis. So he returned to New York and signed with EMI. Okay. A little, little Big, uh, more well-known name. Yeah, bigger. Bigger yeah. name. <laughs> but he, le he left his wife behind in England to see how things were going to go, uh, you know, to work out this time when he was there. I'll be back, I and, promise. Right, right, right. Exactly. Easy, baby. I'll be back. <laughs> So his second album was No Breaks, uh, which contained Missing You. Uh, that's that's the way. It's, and it spent one week at number one. So we hit the week, baby. Yeah, this, you got, this was the week. This was <laughs> this it. This was the week. So not only did you get Transformers this week, <laughs> you got Missing You in a number one position. <laughs> the only weekend was the only right. Exactly. Right. That, that's, that's called narrowing the target right there. Oh, you very know. much so, yeah. He yeah. nailed to so the song was about him missing his wife, uh, but apparently not too much because he had several relationships with women in the States and later he and his wife would divorce. So. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> when you make, when you get a number one song, you know, you're like, right. oh, all these chicks are throwing themselves at you, right? <laughs> right. Because so he would always call his wife, he was missing her, this and that, but he's still banging chicks on this song. Right. So what you Probably while he's on the phone with her. Right, yeah, just, right. <laughs> Oh, I miss right. you so much, baby. A little, little right. bit further down, baby. Right, right. <laughs> right. I mean, he's a goddamn uh, musician in 1984 in New York City, uh, you know, with a number one hit. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe not when he was writing the song, but... No, but as soon as it was a hit. Yeah. yeah. Women right. were knocking on their door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's it for uh, music this week. Uh Pretty good week, really. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I tell you what, when you go to the '80s, <laughs> you can't. I don't know when you're going to go through a week where you don't find just great songs. I mean, that just... yeah, it was a decade with just. I mean, everything. You know, it was so weird because there wasn't really like a clear definition of genres. It wasn't like this is the hard rock station, this is the pop rock station. It was all the same, man. They were right. all on the right. same station. So yeah. it did matter. It was like a, a hodgepodge of everything, but you got right. some really great songs, man. That was it. That yeah. was it. Well, cool. What are we rolling into now? Let's roll friend? into the movies of okay. 1984. The week, this week of September 1984. So some interesting stuff. Like last episode in 1983, we didn't really talk about a lot of movies. There was like two that came out, right? This week there was quite a bit of new releases. Really? In, in September? In September, I was surprised at the number that came out. So number one this week, should I start with number one or should I go from reverse? Uh, whatever you want to do, my friend. Go we'll start crazy. with number one. Because okay. this, this actually got released this week, uh, the movie All of Me, starring Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin. I don't know if I, I was going to say, what the fuck? Number one. <laughs> number <laughs> one I'm, this week. I do remember when you said Steve Martin, but I mean, if you told me the title, I yeah. would be like, what? All of what? <laughs> It was directed, right, so, I believe it was directed, written and directed by Carl Reiner, uh, okay. one of his um, several collaborations with Steve Martin, where Steve Martin, um, he gets hit in the head by a, uh, the ashes of a dead woman, which is Lily Tomlin, and then she, her spirit is in him, so every time he looks in a mirror, right. there she is. It's, it's one of them switcheroo movies. Yeah, similar to that, yes. So right. it did pretty well this week. It made $7 million, a little over $7 million. I mean, 1940, See, pretty... Pretty Steve decent. Martin is like, you know, just if you just quit after the jerk, you know what I mean? You would, 
right? It was. We'd remember you. I mean, the jerk. Right. This, this is Steve, this is Steve Martin, uh, post jerk, <laughs> pre. Uh, what the hell was the movie with the weddings? Father of the Bride. Father of the Bride. <laughs> yeah. And then when you had trains, planes, and automobiles in the middle there oh, somewhere, right? That's, so, I mean, that's that a great was, yeah, so. Planes, trains. But, I, mean, I mean, I love Steve Martin. But, yeah. Uh, I Me love too. him really Saturday Night Live Steve Martin. I, I was going to say that Saturday Night Live Steve Martin is one of the greatest Steve Martins. Yeah. Right. You right. could ever. Let, just let him ad lib. Don't, yes. don't give oh, him a God. script. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's. that's <laughs> Awesome. So that was number one. That, that was, was number, number one. one. Number okay. two was also a first, this was its first week of release was the evil that men do starring Charles Bronson. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, Charles, I used to, when I was a kid, I loved them movies. I mean, they scared the shit out of me, but yeah. him and Clint Eastwood, man, I loved them. Shoot them up. My dad would take me to the theater too. And work yeah. me at that age. He'd, I'd be like, I want to go see sudden impact. And I'd right. go there, and they'd be like raping bitches and fucking <laughs> cutting chickens' heads off. And my dad would take me to these goddamn things, you know. But you're thinking that R-rated movies, <laughs> right? R-rated movies. I'm like right <laughs> six years old or whatever. Well, oh, no, I don't think it was '84. I'm probably ten. I'm just like, yeah. I want to go see this because you would look in the paper, remember? Right. And you, you would see what movies are playing. Right. And I would just, I would look at the picture of the movie. And it'd be like a big gun sticking out. I'd be like, yeah. I'm going to go see Sudden Impact. That looks the best. And then I go, I go watch it, and there's like gang rape. And I'm like, right. what? what? <laughs> it's 80s, well, I remember 80s. like uh, the movie Vacation. My dad's like, well, we can take you to see that. It's our rated movie, right? Nudity, the whole thing. My dad's like, but there's kids in the movie. That was my dad's logic to taking us to right. rated movies. There's a kid in it. Right. How bad right. can it be? <laughs> right. They can't be watching the movies. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Ernie, Ernie. I love that song. Oh, yeah. He was, yeah. He, he had some <laughs> crazy, his, crazy warp logic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who we're talking about. We got my yeah. old man and the goddamn the wit involved. I mean, oh, man. I mean, if it wasn't for, uh, we did, we, we were on, the, you know, when growing up, we didn't even have the, the HBO. We had the movie channel. Do you even have right. the movie channel anymore? No, yeah. I don't think they so. They got rid of that, right? But yeah, when growing up, you, you either had HBO. Yep. Or the movie channel. Yep, that was if you had it. HBO, you had money. If you had a movie channel, you were on welfare. <laughs> and that was us. And but they had all the movies with the boobies. And I just yes, had no movie channel. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where are, we at? Where are we at? Well, the evil that men do is a professional killer comes out of retirement to investigate and avenge the brutal murder of an old friend. So well, it did pretty well. It made uh, a little over five million. Almost six million that week. So yeah, and Charles Bronson was hot back. Then. He was. Death Wish hot. was a huge series back yes. then, man. Yes. Number three that week was Ghostbusters. So Ghostbusters had been out that week for they'd been out for sixteen weeks at this time. Wow. So you know it, it had already generated set. over two hundred million at this point. So it's the bona fide hit, you know, of the summer. And it's at number three. Number three. So sixteen it's weeks September. later, still at yeah. number three. Yeah, and it made over like that weekend made over three million dollars. Yeah, and it was pretty, pretty solid for you know whatever two three dollar tickets they were charging back then. Yeah, that's the testament to the movie because that's absolutely why that's why it's still on every week. Yes, on it TV. is too. <laughs> AMC has it on like every freaking day. Yeah, 
Uh, number four was Purple Rain. So Prince, who had the big oh hits on God. the top ten hits. It had been out at this point for I love, nine weeks. I love Prince, but that movie's trash. <laughs> if you watch it. Yes. The goddamn guy's shorter than a woman involved oh, in there. You know what I mean? He's like riding his motorcycle out by the lake. He did not seem like the big I, ladies man that he really was. It, it no. was hard to buy that sometimes. It was. It's like, man, you're selling. You're not, you know what I mean? Right. You, you know, you're selling cornflakes, but, you know, on the cover, you got cheesy poofs. You know what I mean? It just ain't matching <laughs> up. Right. right. And, but meanwhile, he was, I'm sure Prince was doing pretty well for himself at the oh, palace. For sure. For but sure. if you looked at him on the outside, you were like, oh, no, man, that guy is more Michael Jackson style. <laughs> right? I mean? Yes. For sure. But God bless him. I love Prince. I love <laughs> yeah. him. But I mean, it's just like I say, all right, what do we got? Number five was Tightrope, which was a Clint Eastwood shoot him up cop movie. So I don't even classic. remember that one. Yeah. yeah. Tightrope. Yeah. I believe it was about a, there was a serial killer. Had him and Sandra Locke. I believe Sandra Locke was every. Every movie right. is serial killer. <laughs> Goddamn Clint Eastwood. Yeah. I mean, what? I believe it has serial killer. Well, good well, choice, Kyle. <laughs> I remember she came, he came around with a piano wire or something. He would like choke his oh. victims with the piano wire. Okay. And Sandra Locke right. was like a singer or something, and he was protecting her from this this uh, oh, okay. you know, stalker or whatever. And it was so, called tight wire. Tight rope. Rope. Cut. Hence the choking. Yeah. Right. Right. Back uh, then, at least. Up, what's that? I'm just gonna say, back then, at least they gave you a concept of what the movie. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. knew. You knew what you were right, getting. Right. You knew what you getting. Into. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Number six was a uh, first release for this movie, uh, brand new, until September. Just not one I'm very familiar with. Starred Karen Allen mm -hmm. from Raiders of the Lost Ark. She uh, <laughs> plays this woman who goes to Paris and meets this French man who sort of. Uh, pushes her into a relationship, like coaxes her into a relationship, and she doesn't know if it will last until September, which is the title. Of it. Oh. So that was uh, number love, six. Love love movie? Love movie. One I wouldn't have watched back in 84. I would have been like, kicking and screaming watching that one. You have to disguise yeah. those love movies with a lot of action or spaceships. Was or there at least some nudity in it? or That I don't know. I don't think I've ever right, seen it. Mean, so. If you're going to give me something boring, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, get the nudity out. Give me an angle. You know? right. <laughs> Number seven is the Karate Kid. Oh still, my God! Still bringing up the the, the top ten classic. Yes, in its fourteenth week of release at this point too. So number seven, right? Ralph so pretty Macchio. good. Cannot Ralph go Macchio. on. That in there's a now a television series of it on Netflix. Oh yeah, have you watched it? I haven't watched. I haven't watched it yet, but I've got to watch it because I mean, come on, Cobra got, Kai. Cobra, Cobra Kai, Kai's got right? Johnny in and uh, Daniel in. You gotta watch. Right, that. right, right. I didn't watch the new one. Did you watch the updated version with uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's his name's kid? Oh, Will Smith's kid. Yes, I watched yeah. that. Did you it watch? Was did you? It was garbage. Uh, thank God. Don't redo movies like that, folks. Here's the biggest problem with that movie that bothered me. The kid was like 11 years old, and he's he's defending himself because he's in love with a girl. I'm like, you're 11. And I've got to believe that you're going to fight for the love of this girl. She's like 10. I mean, I don't know. It just didn't make any sense to me. I'm like, at least Daniel right. was like 16, 17 years old. I'm like, he's a teenager. Will, Will Smith's like, Will Smith just said, I'm going to fund this movie. Yeah. 
give my kids something to do. Okay. How, how and, much? And, right. Yeah. How much does it cost to get Jackie Chan down here for a week? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ. Give me Miyagi. Yeah. Know? Right. Yes. Oh, yes. All right. All right. I'm sorry. I... <laughs> you're right. No, you're straight <laughs> up right, man. Number eight was Exterminator 2. Not Terminator. Exterminator. Okay. I was thinking, you know, full pile. I was like, I go, I'm thinking, no, no, that's not correct. Because I remember being in high school going to watch yeah. Exterminator. Exterminator. So, give one me the of those, like, Well, this was like one of those, um, like, ninja movies. So, you know, like the ninja. Oh, these okay. American ninja movies and stuff like that. I was, in my head, I was going like, uh, there's giant insects. And oh. there's an exterminator type of horror movie type of thing. <laughs> well, well okay. it, it is to a sense, but not insects. He's a fire, flamethrowing, wielding vigilante who comes to New York City with drug lords and gangs. That's really right. what the, the premise is. But if you remember like American right. Ninja, you had like those really cheesy, low budget action movies. Yeah. This was yeah, right yeah, up yeah. there with that. But this guy's throwing uh, fire. Yeah. His fist. Flamethrowers. Um, no, no, he has a flamethrower. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Super oh, so he's just it's not supernatural shit. No, no. He's, he's got a flamethrower. That's the flamethrower. Well, that's you know what? I like realism. So that's there you good. go. This will give it to Number uh, nine is the woman in red. With I Gene remember Wilder. the name. Gene Wilder and um Kelly LeBrock. If you remember Kelly LeBrock from oh, Weird Times. Oh, do I? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was half a, cut, half shirt. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that goodness. was great. Um, she, number. She, she she went downhill. Man, you know. Lately. Yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, with with pictures with like um, you know, yeah, uh, you, what's his name there? It, remember movie. her finally from those movies? Yeah. Yes. Sad. Oh, yeah. She was hot. She was hot. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. Number 10, Revenge of the Nerds. That's Classic. Ten, 10 weeks in and still in the top 10. So doing well. That's Actually, at this point, insane. it had made $36 million. So that was a classic. Oh, yeah. yeah. Still a classic. Still funny. Booger. Booger. Uh, who Lamar. was the other guy? Who was the guy? Lewis and Gilbert. Lewis, who was the who was the nemesis, the the big guy with the curly hair? He was also oh, in ogre. blood sport. Ogre, ogre. yeah. Ogre. <laughs> ogre was the main nemesis. Yes. Yeah. Renza nerd. <laughs> Number eleven is Gremlins. So still kicking really? it on the that came out of Christmas, weeks. did it? No, no, actually, they pushed it up from Christmas to summer. It was supposed to be a Christmas movie, but they, they wanted something in the summer. Oh, okay. A, a big movie, so they moved it up. It came out the same weekend as Ghostbusters. Didn't make as much, but did still did well. It's at, at this point at $142 million. So pretty did they re-release it at Christmas? I don't know if they ever did. I think every I time know. we re-release it was would. summertime. Really? I watch it every Christmas, because to me it's a Yeah, because to me it's a Christmas movie, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Where here's a classic, I? number 12, Red Dawn. Oh, my God. Red I Dawn. think we watched Red Dawn. Remember at yes. your house? We oh, slept yeah. over. I remember oh, going out, man. your brother, Paul, outside, and he, he always yep. had that. I remember, I just remember his, he had this weird machine gun sound. We yes. would play war afterwards. Yes. We watched Red Dawn. Wolverine! 
Cage. Oh my God. <laughs> did they? Did you? I have not watched it because I refuse to watch these crap remakes. Did you watch seen, the new one? No. No, I can't. Never saw it. I've I saw I, I the original. I clicked one on it. Yeah, I clicked on the premise, and the premise of the new one was they were in like Washington State, so on the border right. of the U.S. Right. And and the North Koreans came. Right. Yeah. I mean, these fucking people can't feed themselves, but they get here to attack <laughs> yeah. us. You know. Right. <laughs> no, but the original star-studded cast. Oh yeah, Charlie Patrick Swayze, C. Thomas Howell, Jennifer Grey, Leah Thompson. I mean, that was whew, amazing. Right. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that, yeah, classic 80s. Oh, my yeah. God. Blowing my mind. with the, Yeah. Great stuff. Um, down the list uh, real quick. Let's see. We got just a couple more. Um, this was actually number 13 was brand new this week. Amadeus. Tom Hulse. Okay. I love that movie. Classic. Yeah. It was only released in 25 theaters at this point. So it was a really small release to start with before it became a bigger, wider release. Did the song come out at the same time? Amadeus, Amadeus. I think it was a year Amadeus. before. I think it was okay. 83 by Falco. Didn't yeah. have anything to do with the movie. No, no. It was oh, it yeah. was completely autonomous. But yeah, but yeah. I think most yeah. people thought it was because it was just, I yeah. mean, it's Amadeus, you know. Why was right, it right. not in the movie? It should have been oh, in the movie. Oh, 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 Amadeus. <laughs> rock me amadeus yeah yeah rock me amadeus awesome stuff number 14 is ninja uh ninja for the domination or is that ninja three I guess. ninja i remember that series vaguely yeah. yeah um number 15 was dreamscape remember yeah what was the premise quickly I don't that was remember. where they could go into the dream world they'd go into a dream world and they'd be able to sort of manipulate things they could change they could like uh, there was a criminal that escaped into there and they had to get him out of the dream state Fre- freddy cougar style yeah similar to that okay okay yeah something like yep. that this was after that too i think freddy cougar had come out earlier was it after okay um number 16 was a new movie called the river rat which starred uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, as a former criminal is trying to reconnect with his daughter Martha Plimpton from Goonies. I think I remember seeing that shit on the movie channel. Yeah, it probably was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number seventeen was Places in the Heart with Sally Field playing like a uh, single woman trying to trying to run a farm. I remember the movie. Didn't see it, but I remember yeah. it. Yeah. But that um, those two were both brand new releases this week. Kind of low on the list. Okay. I don't think they were big box office smashes. Um, the big one, though, last one, I want to just put in one more, which is number 20. That is The Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai Across the Eighth Dimension, if you're familiar with that movie. Peter one, Weller. That this movie generated a-, a ton of huge stars, man. Huge stars. If that, if that movie comes on TV, I watch it from start to stop. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. Yeah, John Lithgow. John Lithgow. He's the Peter bad Weller. guy. Yeah. Peter, yeah, Peter Weller. Jeff Goldblum. I mean, Jeff was... Goldblum. Yeah. It's unheard. When you, yeah. Folks, if you've never heard of this movie or you have no concept, go watch it. Now, A, is it crap? Yes. Yes. Okay. But this, I'm going to say this. Uh, the It's a Marvel movie. Yep. It was yeah. a, yep. it was, yeah. a, it was a Marvel comic. And uh, and they did a a a movie based off it. It has all these huge stars. 
Mm-hmm. It's hard to follow. It's yep. really hard to follow. Very bizarre. Um, my favorite character is Perfect Tommy. He's uh, the blonde guy. Yep. That's, uh, they, they, they all have guns. Mm-hmm. They shoot people up. He's in a rock and roll band and from rock Japan. And roll band, yeah. um, it, it's so hard to follow. Bakaru Banzai. Yep. And at yeah. the at the beautiful part is at the end of the movie, these cocksuckers were so they thought they were gonna make another one so bad. Right. At the end of the movie in the credits it says, "Look for Bakaru Banzai yep. in Bakaru Banzai 2, the Chinese syndicate or something." Yeah. Or they they, or they, 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 they had they, a huge ego then to think that they, they released the name of the next movie. Thinking that shit was going to number one, right? And and it, I swear to God, you watch it and you're like, and Jeff Goldblum might as well be if you took that character and you put him into uh, Jurassic Park, same yeah. guy. Yeah, you're right. Same guy. And it's uh, and uh, John Lithgow. I mean, literally, you can't you can't make heads or tails of what the hell is going on. Nope. Storyline wise. But um, and if you don't, if you've never read the comic, they they they, they give you no basis. You're just right. supposed to know what's going on when you start right. watching this movie. I remember seeing it when I was a kid in the theater, yep. and I watch it to this day when I see it. That's the music, man. Yep. In the end, the end scene when they're doing the credits, he starts walking out of like that tunnel. It's like yep. a it's like a spillway. And uh, and and Hollywood, and, and then you see Perfect Tommy come up, and then the other guy, and they all—they're all like gunslingers, but from Japan. And they, I mean, it just—I love it. I love Great. Bakuru Banzai. Great I, stuff. Thing was that they at the end of that movie, it was like a Marvel movie when they say when they give you a clip from the next movie. At yep. the end of this movie, they just basically said, "We're making another movie." Yep. And you never saw it again. Never again. <laughs> Vanished into oblivion. Bakaru Banzai. Bakaru Banzai. Class. It is a class. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's, yeah. the Frank, it's the Frank Stallone of, of movies right there. I'll tell There's you nothing more 80s than a movie like that. We're rock stars, but we're also the scientists that, you know. Oh, yeah. Right, right. <laughs> And my wife died, and this guy killed her. And now you yeah. find a girlfriend, and oh my god, you can, please, folks, I'm begging you, go watch this movie, and then I'm telling you, go to our Gmail account or our Twitter account and comment on this. Absolutely. I want to hear what you think about. I want to hear what you all think about Buckaroo Manzai. Good <laughs> or bad, you tell me. Yes. All right, <laughs> but that's the movies for. This week on that was great. That was a good. That was a good round of movies. Some good, some good flicks right there. Eighty four was a pretty damn good year. And like we talked about last year, back then they didn't pull a movie out of the theater in three weeks. That's some bitch yep. wrote yep. for sixteen weeks. A lot yep. of them, right? Yep, they went out for a long time, months. Because they didn't, they didn't go to video, folks. No, they, it took years to get the, they were out of the, the thing. Right when they were out of theater. They were done, so they kept yep. them as long as they could in there. Yep, and then they'd come back like a year later, and then, you know. Right. So, all right, um, last up for today, we're going to do the spinner rack one more time. We'll talk a little more about what comics were coming out this week. So I'll give you a bit of a rundown of some of the some of the uh, the titles that we got to see this week. Yes, what do we got? 
First up, Atari Force number nine, Tempest returns to New Earth to try to learn about the Dark Destroyer in Memory Lane, script by Jerry Conway, and art by Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, my favorite Superman artist. And this is this is Atari from the yes, video game. The video game. They had like a comic series out. It only lasted, I think, in the end, maybe like 20 issues or something. It really wasn't that long a run, but Okay. Better than you would think by, you know, generating that. But the, the actual, the first Atari Force book came in the Atari when you bought it, like around 82 or something, written by, Jer like Jerry Conway wrote it. It was like a small comic that was inside there. So we were talking about earlier, comic books being a part of a tie-in for the product. Right. That oh, was one came, of them. It came with the game. Yeah. Yep. Um, another one. Who was, that with? was that DC or Marvel? DC. DC. Yeah, DC did that. Um, next up, Mighty Avengers, number 247, The Ties That Bind, part two or three, guest starring the Eternals, who are getting their own movie coming out. Script by one of my favorite comic writers, Roger Stern, art by Al Milgram and Joe Sinnott, uh, who recently passed away. Uh, in North of Greece, the Wasp and Star Fox wake up in the company of the Eternals. Last issue's battle was huge and misunderstanding, and now Star Fox learns that he is also an Eternal. That was a pretty big deal. All right. Uh, next up, DC had Batman and the Outsiders annual number one. So yeah, what, was the, what was the Outsiders deal? What was that? that was Batman. They were like sort of like comics. they they weren't able they weren't like the kind of uh, heroes that could be part of the Justice League. So Batman left the Justice League to form the Outsiders, like with these sort of it was like Metamorpho. What was it? Um, I'm trying to think that Kabuki or somebody. There was like a bunch of like weird. Sort of like B, like John, John, Johnny Three Arms, right? You know what I mean? It's like, like yeah, this. yeah. It was like a bunch of like, like you're not good enough to be a Teen Titan or uh, a Justice League or any of these. So you're right, an but Batman felt sorry for you, so right. he's going to create a team. Yeah. So in this one, Batman, while Batman is incapacitated, the team takes on the Force of July in land where our fathers died. Written by Ooh. Mike W. Barr. Pencils by Jerome Moore and Alex Saviuk. Jan Dursima, who was a big artist back then. Uh, ink by Jim Aparo. And the cover was by Frank Miller and Jim Aparo. Wow. Cool. Very nice. Frank Miller. <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, Daredevil number 210, Survivor. Written by David Mazzicelli uh, and Danny O'Neill. got a couple of these for you. Oh, sweet. Look at that. You still got I, them all? I saw, I saw your notes. Yeah. Saw your notes and I was like, ah, let me go take one for everybody that uh, is just watching the video and not listening. Oh my God, the comic right here. For That's Kyle. beautiful. Look that. at that cover. Yeah. That's what it covers is. were covers, man. That is. That is exactly. Can you see it all right there? Right yeah. There? That looks great. That's, that is perfect. I love that. I love those covers. 60 cents. 60 cents. Beautiful. Don't, wor yep. don't worry, folks. It's got a bag and a backboard, so don't worry about that. <laughs> You're no savage. You got it right. <laughs> um, so in this issue Mika gets a restraining order against Daredevil Kingpin catches uh, Mika's men poaching and teaches them a lesson Mika breaks Crossbow out of prison and uses him to lure Daredevil into a trap <laughs> and he also learns that Daredevil and Murdoch are one and the same in this issue it's and I pretty think big we're, we are about 10, 15 episodes, uh, issues away from when the, uh, de the fall of Daredevil. Oh, 
big stuff. And that's yeah, that's the big uh, Born Again series when uh, the Kingpin uh, goes back. Karen Page, his old girlfriend, she's yep. a crack whore at this point in Mexico, and she sells his identity to the drug lords to give it to Kingpin, and then he goes and kicks the shit out of Matt Murdock and ruins his life. And, uh, great series, great yeah, series. It was good stuff. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Frank Miller, yes. Frank Miller would come in and change the comic because he yep. would say, Frank Miller already had his run in Daredevil. Yep. Uh, you know, for about 30 episodes, uh, you know, issues, I'm sorry. And then, uh, and they came back and did this like four part series yep. that totally rewrote the whole Daredevil trilogy, just shook the whole universe up and yep. took Matt Murdock from being a lawyer and this and that, boom, boom, and turned him into a poor guy. And, you know, and then he falls yep. back with Karen Page after this and born again. Highly recommend great books. Yeah. Great book. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Next up, DC Detective Comics number 542, Between Two Nights, story by Doug Mensch, art by Gene Colan. Um, <clears throat> when the Batman will not respond to the bat signal, who will? Jason Todd, that's who, make way for the new dynamic duo Robin and Detective Bullock, plus Green Arrow, continues ah. to battle the fatal draw of the Death Dealer. I like that. That's a good. That's a good uh, storyline. I like yeah. that. The Jason Todd stuff was yeah, it's pretty good. compelling. All right. Next up, Marvel released uh, Fantastic Four number two seventy, Planetfall, part two of two, guest starring Wyatt Wingfoot. So this was uh, by John Byrne, one of my favorite artists of that time. So can Mr. Fantastic, She-Hulk, and Wyatt Wingfoot somehow find a way to stop the nigh indestructible titan known as Terminus the Terrible? Right. I know it's after his time, but it's a classic yeah. Stan Lee thing from uh, the Big Bang you watched. Yeah. Right? The one episode where, where he's like, uh, Raj is like, uh, Millie the model, uh, Matt Murdock. Wyatt Wingfoot. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Right. Every goddamn name's gotta yeah. be like that. Right. Johnny Jackoff. Tony Tutu. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every exactly. That's how they did that. that yeah, that sort of a loose eluded uh Peter Parker, Matt yep. Murdoch, you know. Yep. yep. All right. All right. Number okay. uh, next up, uh further adventures of Indiana Jones number twenty-one. It all takes place in Europe. Indy, Marion, and Marcus continue their mission, track down the man who caused disgrace to the National Museum. But a Nazi spy has a mission of his own, track down and kill Indiana Jones. So beyond the Lucifer Chamber, written by David Micheline, who wrote a lot of great Spider-Man stories, by the way, and, ja uh, and James Owsley, with art by Steve Ditko. That's pretty cool. Yeah, big, big time. What episode, what what issue was that? Number twenty one. Twenty one. How long did that run? Thirty two issues. So uh, thirty two or thirty four. Might have been thirty four. But yeah, I, I had all I have all of them. <laughs> I <laughs> a good series of books. <laughs> that was good stuff. All right, just a couple more down yeah. the list. Um G.I. Joe number twenty seven. Snake Eyes, The Origin, Part 202, written by Larry Hama. Pop another one up for you, son. Ooh, there it is. Saw that one on your list. Yes, sir. Great one. Another, another beautiful one. Yeah, The Origin of Snake Eyes. This would, this would have started bringing in, like, uh, the, uh, what was it, the, the Master? The Beauty of, yeah, this is Blind back Master. when they st first started bringing in um, Storm Shadow. Yes. Into the so Storm Shadow, you know, 
just the classic artwork is like the they got the copter coming out wild bill at the subway yeah. in new york city oh no I mean, <laughs> well wasn't the yeah. their their uh base was like way down in long or staten island or something it was like deep in the ground of staten island wasn't it or something like that i think so yeah it was I somewhere mean, in the in the beginning yeah. issues that was what it was like I saw when you popped it up, another 60 cent cartoon. Same oh, yeah. time. I mean, Great stuff. Well, it would be, right? <laughs> same year, but you popped. I saw that. I'm like, oh, I got. I started flipping through my shit. I'm like, I know I got these. I got to bring these somewhere, Kyle. All right. Last two I'm going to bring up today, uh, both Marvel. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom adaptation number one came out in September of this time. So the movie had already been out in theaters. So now the, the comic was just hitting the, the stand. So you got the first of three parts of that movie adaptation at this point um which was pretty cool i mean this was a 75 cent book though for all the ones that were 60 cents this one was a 75 cent issue so the adaptations were a little bit more back in those because there was a movie issue yeah right yeah yeah last one up is marvel secret wars number five the battle of four Mm. armies part five of 12 so story by jim shooter art by bob layout and john Beatty. So injured and weary, the heroes, heroes witness the horror of as Galactus summons forth his homeworld. This means what Reed Richards thinks it does. It could mean the end of everyone. So it was a pretty big. These were the when all the heroes were together and fighting. Right. Secret bad. Wars was uh, an earlier version of what you just saw in the Marvel yes. uh, movies now. Yeah, basically. the last Avengers movies. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Pretty much. Great stuff. Yeah. But the, I remember the big thing about this was it wasn't just like this comic there was a toy line that came out with this it was oh i had it remember remember the uh i was thinking about this the other day remember the uh tv kyle just so you know kyle and i are nerds and we uh <laughs> we made tv shows growing up with our video cameras remember uh spider-man's hideaway i spider-man's hideout absolutely a hundred percent i have never forgotten and, uh, any of that stuff and, i remember uh, the theme we, song yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and one of the toys was from that. The yep. uh, it was like the Doctor Doom's tower thing. Yes. That, uh, and we we would film around that with the characters, <laughs> and and then we'd be inside that. Yeah. But yeah. that was from the Secret War stuff. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Classic. Oh, it was awesome. Those were good times. We were there. No, yeah, Secret Wars. I would Wars love the was, fact that we made the show. We were Spider Man, Captain America, all these characters. But we didn't have any costumes on. We were just regular people standing in front of the camera going, I'm Spider-Man. Right. I'm right. In my garage. <laughs> yes. Going, I don't know. What are we going to do now, Captain America? <laughs> I don't know, Spider-Man. All right, well, we don't do nothing oh. now. You know, Man, I mean, but in my terrible. mind, in my mind, I saw the costumes on those. Right. <laughs> right. But, yeah. But you got to, yeah. But the, but that was back when Stop Action came in. Yes. Remember? And you were you were big into that because Kyle oh, was yeah. the videos, folks. And he was a lot better than I was. And he, so we would take our toys and make little Stop Action things and then yep. try to be the live action version of it. Yes. And uh, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. But we enjoyed our time. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun, though. Right. <laughs> But fun. that was uh, going back to what you said. That was a thing that Secret Wars. I, I, it's a weird thing. It was a series that came out by Marvel, and I don't know if the premise was let's sell toys or let's put out a comic and then right. put toys out with it. it was, yeah, uh, that I don't know. But it it did it did happen like that. Yes. Um, yep. Well, and, I think uh, it was. 
it was in direct competition to DC, which had a superpowers right. toy line. Had that the Crisis on yes. Infinite Earths story, I think. Right, and that, I think you're right. I think you're right because they both came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna tell you what; those are good goddamn toys. They were awesome toys. I mean, they were very accurate. Yeah. To, they weren't really articulate. They would move this. Yeah. But the sculpting was very good for the time. Yes. Even the so. DC and the Marvel. Yep. And I think the DC I had, it was like the Justice League headquarters. Yep. Yep. The Hall of Justice. In. And then, and then the other one was the, uh, the, the Marvel one was like, I think like the Dr. Doom's tower or whatever. That was yeah. Doom's is tower of terror or something like tower of doom. Yeah. Doom, that's yeah. Yeah. Or Captain America's wherever the hell it was, but it was, <laughs> uh, yeah, we had a, we had a good time with all this. Yeah. Those were fun stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's that, it for the, uh, the spinner act this week. All right. I think we're wrapping it up for yeah. the night. Uh, no, it was good. That was a good week, actually, yeah. in the 80s. I like that. Uh, I mean, you, the beauty of it, folks, is when we go into it, it's like we, we just we pick a week where we know something happened. But like the Transformers, um, we pick a week, and then one week there's a lot of news. One week the music's good. It, it all yeah. comes together in the end. Sometimes yeah. <laughs> nothing's good here or there. But, yeah. Um, and I think what do you, what do we got coming up next, Kyle? What's next the, week uh, is going to be a big, big week. This is probably one of the most important weeks of our entire eighty summers, which is okay. 1989, June 23rd, 1989, to be exact. Oh, what happened then? That was the release of Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Batman. That wow. was a summer to remember. That's all I remember. It was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Huge movie. Probably the best Batman. I. Oh. That's my Batman. I, Me too. I don't. Me too. I don't even. I mean, I, obviously, everybody that came after him was a downgrade in my eyes. But even uh, I can't even watch the new ones. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves them, but I don't. With uh, Bale and uh, yeah, and uh, now what's his name? Uh, so who, who's the new guy? Uh, oh, uh, Robert Pattinson. No, no, no. Or Ben Affleck. Well, ben, ben Affleck was the, the one previously. There's a new one coming with Robert Pattinson that's coming out next year. Are you shitting me? No. He's not even doing it Look up the Affleck? teaser. There's a teaser up for oh, it now. I thought Affleck didn't do that bad, though. He didn't. He actually looked pretty good. He looked like uh, like actually an artist rendition of Batman. I mean, every, everybody thought he was going to be a big letdown. I thought he did pretty good. I mean, I, I, I agree. I'm not, a big, I'm not a big DC guy. I mean, yeah. I watch some of the movies, but I mean, to me, Michael Keaton will always be my Batman. And we'll talk a lot is. about the controversy that brought away that that was brought on with that when that came out in '89. Yeah. That was a big I, deal. I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, yeah that's, that's gonna be good. good stuff. That's a good year. Yeah. So we're gonna that's hit you with that next week, folks. We will hit you with that. We appreciate Absolutely. you coming on with us now. And I just want to remind you. If you want to contact us uh, about anything you heard today, uh, good or bad, if you think we're way off base on what we talked about and the information is not correct, let us know. Or if you have uh, information, definitely, if you people, I want you to go watch Buckaroo Bonsai. And if you have, I want you to comment on it because <laughs> yes, I swear please. to God, that, I mean, right Talk off the bat, that, yes. Let me know what you think if you've watched it. If you haven't, please watch it. Let us know what you think. Yes. Uh, we, 
you can contact us uh, on our Gmail account. It's uh, the 80s kids at gmail.com. And that's uh, capital T, lowercase h e, the number eight, lowercase d. So it's ADs. So it's the 80s kids at gmail.com. And then also our Twitter account, the 80s kids. And that is uh, the eight with a capital letter D, lowercase s, kids. And it'll show up as 80s. So contact us cool. on those. Let us know. We're going to yeah. try to give you some more options to contact us. We'd like to hear from you, good or bad. Absolutely. Let us know what you think. And it'd be good to know if anybody's listening. So, <laughs> awesome. uh, but definitely contact us there. And uh, other than that, I mean, I want you to remember, folks, uh, here at the 80s Kids, we'll do the Googling for you. Okay? Definitely. Kyle, you have anything to close it out? I am signing out with the 80s. All right. <laughs> So we'll see you next week on the 80s kids when we'll be discussing uh, 1989 June Batman. June 20, well, June 23rd, Batman came out. But that week. Of June, that week. June, the week of June 23rd when yep. the Batman movie came out. Beautiful. Thank All right, you. my friend. All right, great. I, Thanks I, for I, coming in, guys, and listening. We appreciate it. Absolutely. We'll talk to you next week. All right. <laughs>